Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Yeah, so that's a good sign. That is. That is, man. That is. I'm so excited to have you on. It's been so long. I appreciate it. Look, I'm glad to be back. All right. We got about 40 seconds here. And uh, we want to say hello to Richard Elmore, to Drake, and uh, let's see, who else? I don't know. I don't know. But a good way to support this show, everyone, is by hitting that super chat and hitting that subscribe button if you haven't already. Ring that bell because we are here seven days a week, 9 p.m. Pacific. I'm here Monday through Friday. Lynn Wallington on Saturdays. Michael W. Hall on Sundays. And tonight we are talking Bigfoot all night long. Why wouldn't we? It's Friday night, woo night, and I know our man, Jesus Payon, a.k.a. Gonzo, has some great stories. From the mountains of central British Columbia to you listening around the world, this, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on TalkStream Live, Revolution Radio, and KPNL. All of our archives are free by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Just do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. Jesus Payon Jr. is an actor who plays Gonzo on the hit television series Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, along with numerous other movies with Steven Seagal and Mark Wahlberg. However, his lifelong passion is going to look for Sasquatch. The Sasquatch first entered the bigger-than-life actor via a book by Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World at the age of five. In the year 2000, while living in New Mexico's Lincoln County National Forest, he heard his first Sasquatch make two long haunting calls that silenced the entire forest. And this began his lifelong quest trying to find the big, hairy beast that roams our continent. Jesus Payon Jr., Welcome back to Spaced Out Radio. I think it's been about three years since we've had you on, but damn it, man, that is way too long. I am so glad you are back. How you doing, my friend? I am, as you can see, hairless. I am not. <laughs> if yeah, you- I had a, I had grown my beard out real long, and then, uh, well, like I said, because of my career and the different things that I'm working on, calls for different looks, and right now I just restarted the process of growing my mustache and goatee for uh 
my next endeavor uh, that's pertaining to Breaking Bad. Nice, nice. So what have you been working on, man? I noticed you got a new tattoo as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, since it's been, since what was it, 2017? 2017, 2018-ish, yeah. Somewhere on there, yeah. Um, no, I've been uh, concentrating uh, on these, what I'm doing right now with the uh, Bigfoot thing. So I've been mainly sticking with the, the whole uh, paranormal thing, doing, you know, special guest appearances on some shows and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I've kind of, like, stepped back from the, 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 the whole – film scene and as in playing the bad guy uh for a little while here you know i wrote a script for a prequel to better call saul called breaking burke but uh it's a funding issue so until we raise the money that's hollywood though that's hollywood though isn't it oh yeah like a lot of people don't understand that a lot of the stuff they watch uh currently or is being made has been in the works for over a decade waiting for funding and sponsors and permits and all kinds of crazy stuff, you know. So it's it's a, it's a real long process. But I already showed the script to Vince Gilligan, and uh, he liked the idea, you know, of showing how uh, me and Tuco end up working together and all that stuff. But yeah, like I said, uh, I just been concentrating on my research and uh, staying involved with that. And like the last time I saw you, what was the extent of my uh, Oh, you know, the last last time I had you on, we didn't even talk Bigfoot. You actually called me up and said, Dave, I need to get this off my chest. And you actually told us for the first time ever about your alien abduction. Ah, okay, cool. So since then, uh, in 2017, begin 2017, the end of 2016, uh, I got uh, footage of a Sasquatch walking across the field in the Navajo Reservation in Upper Fruitland, New Mexico. No. Yeah. And then, and then, um, after that, in uh, southern New Mexico, in the uh, Lincoln County National Forest, where it all began, uh, up in Cloudcroft, I got pictures of uh, two big feet looking in my tent. So I got actual photos of them look, you know, looking inside of my tent, and the guy I was with it scared you know scared the crap out of him. He didn't believe in Bigfoot, and that's why we were out that night because I was uh, trying to show him that Bigfoot's real, and he believes in Bigfoot now, but haven't seen him since that that morning. It's been three years, four years going on four years now. Well, since you and I last talked, I had an incredible Bigfoot experience with a couple of friends of mine. And we actually were in the forest doing a paranormal investigation at a crash site where we actually took this deer trail and in behind the crash site, there was this big meadow. We walk into this meadow. Our armed guard stays right on the area because in that area, literally, man, there's grizzly bears, there's cougars, there's giant moose, black bears, like a lot of stuff that wants to kill you and eat you. You know what I'm saying? And so we had to go, we have to go in with an armed guard into that area. And, right. and so we're standing there in this meadow and all of a sudden we, you know, and I look at my buddy Merle and I'm like, did you hear that? He's like, hear what Dave? <laughs> I'm like that talk. And he's like, yep. And then we yelled over at our buddy Mark and Mark's like, no, I didn't say a thing, man. And all of a sudden it happened again. 
So we go back to the crash site, and Mark kind of wanders off into the path area um, where the old recovery trucks used to turn around. It's like a mini cul-de-sac in there. And I'm kind of standing in between Mike and Merle, and Merle's at the back at part of the wreckage, and he's trying to get his investigation. And all of a sudden, he starts getting huffed and puffed from in behind the bushes, like 20 feet. And, and then Mark, at the same time, in a different direction, is lowering his rifle to something coming at him through the forest because Mark's literally been in the forest for like 30, 35 years, man. He's been a hunting guide and an animal pest control tracker, you know, hunting wolves, hunting, hunting big cats. He knows his stuff in the forest and he lowers his gun, man, to whatever's coming at him. All I know is we got forced out of that trail, man. We got forced out and that was kind of creepy. Not bad. Yeah. It's something, once you experience that, you're never the same, and you can't stop wondering or wanting to figure it out. No kidding. You know? Let's get a bunch of questions. We're going to talk a lot of Sasquatch tonight with you. But for okay. you, I mean, people know you as being the big tough guy on TV and probably now the big tough guy in the forest. You know, How did you find the fascination for cryptid research? Well, like you said, uh, from a young, young age, uh, reading like Mysterious World, and then it was when I was four, we went to Scotland, and I got to hunt for Nessie for you know two weeks for the Loch Ness monster, and then uh, growing up and going growing up in school, um, I wasn't a big guy until later in like high school, junior high. I was actually really thin and short. And got bullied a whole bunch. So um, I would dive into the world of books. And whenever there was any book fairs or anything like that, um, I would uh, buy anything that was about Bigfoot, aliens, ghosts. And uh, I also was seeing UFOs all the time and strange things in my house and ghost stuff. The Bigfoot thing didn't come till much later in my life, like you, like you, you know, had said earlier, the 2000, uh, to where I actually started hearing it myself or, you know, hunting it. But uh, up until that point, that was all just, you know, research and, you know, books. We didn't, up until 2000, unless you, you had the, the, the big money, you really didn't have uh, internet until, you know, a little bit later. But we had just got the internet uh, in 2000. So that's when I was able to uh, jump online when we heard those two calls. And uh, I looked up uh, audio of recordings of Sasquatch and found the same exact sounds, which was just Blew my mind, you know, because when I when I heard those noises, uh, yeah, it shut the whole forest down. It shut up, bugs shut up, birds shut up. I mean, it just it's a crazy silence that happens. It's nothing compares to it, you know. But uh, through all my my ch childhood, teenage years, no matter what nonsense I was going through, um, yeah, I was always seeing UFOs and being visited and doing. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber. 
to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Ghosts didn't matter where I lived or moved to, there was always some kind of ghost somewhere. People died everywhere, you know. But uh, yeah, it was just as of uh, late, I've just been concentrating on Bigfoot because, uh, yeah, I want to contribute to anthropology and I'm working with uh, two anthropologists right now, you know, one being uh, Jeff Meldrum uh, from Ohio State University and Christopher Dyer from Virginia State University. I'm doing research for, for Christopher Dyer right now. We're working together uh, on a scientific paper on the uh, social behavior of Sasquatch. Nice. So, How'd you get involved with that? Well, because um, of wonderful people like you that uh, put it out there for me. You know, uh, I have my, my own channel now. You know, I've dedicated to Sasquatch research, Breaking Bigfoot on YouTube. And uh, people have noticed. People have taken notice. And the research I've done, the footage I've caught, the evidence I've got, so many pictures and uh, tons of structures and just I've done so much research and uh, work in the field now that they're coming to me for, for information. They're asking me my opinion, you know, and these are PhDs and uh, people that, that take it seriously. So it got to the point where I realized that I have a, I think a responsibility in the Bigfoot world community to uh, take it, you know, to a whole different level and try to do something more than that's normally being done. There's no uh, real direction or guidance. We have no, uh, they say there's no experts in Bigfoot, which there's, if you want to get technical, there's experts, there's not experts in anything. There's always more to learn. But, you know, any subject you have authorities. And I consider like Jeff Meldrum an authority on the morphology of Sasquatch feet and prints and, you know, the morphology of all that. So, I want to be someone that I can, you know, people can look to, learn from, and uh, yeah, I'm still learning every day, but I'd like to think that I know quite a bit about the subject now from everything that I've done and researched. But you also come from a very spiritual family, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, my ancestry, uh, I come from the Mayan people, and uh, the uh, splash of... of Pacific Islander, and then on the European side, I come from a, the, a French background, and one of the, the Bayans that uh, goes way back then was the uh, founder of the Knights Templar, and, you know, the Mayans that I come from were uh, the Royal Mayans, and they were shamans and priests, and I'm a, a, a pastor, Christian pastor, and but I still study and I, you know, don't hold anything like uh, Native American uh, religions or however you want to look at it, their, their ways, traditional ways. I have nothing against that. I support it. It's real. Um, yeah, not a hater. <laughs> yeah, know? me either, man. Me either. It's a family of one, you know, a family of one. Um, exactly. The way I like to conduct things, man, is if you if you're bleeding red, which all of us are, you're part of the family. 
That's all that matters, you know, and, but for you, I mean, and the reason why I asked that about your spiritual side is, you know, you have had paranormal encounters, you have had extraterrestrial encounters, you've kind of run the gamut now, and now the focus is on Sasquatch. Are those encounters with the others still happening? Yeah, um, not as much, because like, I'm not looking for it. So, but I still see UFOs just go outside and I'll see you for at least once a week if I try not to look. Um, <laughs> I'm still dealing with spirits and uh, get visits. I, I try to ignore them for now. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to concentrate on Bigfoot and that's enough craziness as it is. But uh, I, everything else is still happening, but not as uh, frequent. I would say like my the visitations and stuff like that. It's been a long time. Uh, I personally asked them um, if you are going to be doing that, I don't re- want to remember right now. I'm trying to concentrate on other things in my life and uh, changing my life. And I'm a, I got married since I last seen you. And, oh, nice. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, I'm doing the married life now and uh, trying to, like I said, focus on Bigfooting and building up my uh, uh, equipment. I bought a travel trailer and, you know, just trying to buy everything that I need so I can make this a, a actual future uh, in what I'm doing. Of course, I, I'll never, you know, not be in the world of, you know, film and TV and stuff, but I want to be doing, you know, more conferences and books and documentaries. I've been doing working more, a lot more on more documentary stuff now. Good for you. I, that's what I, I like to leave. Uh, the legacy I want to leave not is not just, you know, I, I played a bad guy, got murdered a bunch of times, got killed a bunch of times in different ways and beat up. And How many times have you cool. died? How many times have you died now? I'd say over 30 times, 35 times now. And yet you can still come back. You, you, you've, got that, you've got that voodoo going on. Yeah, after three days, every time. <laughs> Jesus Payan Jr., otherwise known as Gonzo from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul is here. You know what? I have to say this, man. You know, your your YouTube channel, Breaking Bigfoot, dude, that has every piece of, of reality TV for History Channel or sci-fi going on <laughs> for Bigfoot. How come you're not on, on the mainstream yet, man? It's a good question. You know, um, I like to think it's, it's a, my show's a decent show. It's fun to watch. I try to make it a slightly humorous, uh, you know, in certain times. And at the beginning, I like to do, not, you know, some intros that are fun. And, um, yeah, I got lots of evidence. Got really good pictures. Um, yeah, it's just uh, an issue of the people putting me out there. And because, uh, like, I get a lot of people that are like, why do you only have so many thousand subscribers? You should have a way more. Why haven't I seen this channel? Why hasn't it been advertised, you know, on my YouTube? It's like, I put it out there. I started a mm-hmm. Facebook group. I posted in groups that have 50,000 people, 60,000 people in it, Bigfoot groups. And uh, I just keep on going, you know. Well, I'm not going to stop. My, my laptop crapped out recently, so I got to buy another laptop. But So uh, that's putting a slow, slowed down my video output for the last couple of weeks. But, uh you know, I try to do a couple videos a week, and um, yeah, because of vehicles breaking or whatever, I don't get to always get to the mountains every week. You know, so I hear you. 
I hear you. You know what we'll do on YouTube is we'll match each other's, because you know how you can have favorite channels hooked up to yours? We'll hook each other's up. So that way no. you can take my subscribers. I can take your subscribers and we'll share them up. How about that, bro? Sounds like a plan. All right. I got to tell you, when I think of New Mexico, I think of aliens. I think of a lot of hippies. You know, I think of a lot of military. I don't think of Sasquatch. I had no idea you were, you guys were getting that much action in the beautiful state oh. of New Mexico. Oh yeah, see, and that's the the crazy thing is that uh, um, right here in this area, we have a White Sands uh, National Monument. You've heard of White Sands, right? Yes. Okay, so you remember uh, the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind? How can I forget? Okay, well, that actually happened here. That's that's where the story came from. This it actually went down in the fifties. So that's where they got the story from to make the movie. Now, White Sands Missile Range, uh, also they had recently found out there uh, that this area was home to megafauna. And they had uh, found 22-inch footprints, fossilized footprints in White Sands, eight inches wide of, you know, giant footprints. Hmm. And then later, uh, there's been multiple military uh uh, reports encounters uh, that have come forward of actual Sasquatch sightings as of you know in the last 50 years and then uh, finding out you know you go to B the BFRO uh, website and type in New Mexico and type in Otero County you'll see here uh, right here in our, these mountains right next to me where I'm living uh, there's a bunch of reports and the reservation here in Mescalero Apache and then, uh, you know, I did more research and uh, found out that there's been reports of Bigfoot all over these mountains, wow. which got me, uh, you know, focusing on the uh, Cloudcroft area and, uh, yeah, finding all the stuff I found, you know, pictures of juveniles, you know, Bigfoots, baby Bigfoots up in trees and tons of structures and I'm looking at my tent. And if you've gone through my videos, um, also looking at my tent was a, uh, it looks like a green skin, red eyed gray. No, which is, would not make it a gray, but it'd be a green. But you know what I mean. But they were all three together: two Bigfoots and a, a, a green gray. You know, um, lots of weird stuff going on out here. Lots of weird stuff. No kidding. And and for the action that you guys are getting up there, you know, is it normal as what you're seeing in the on the West Coast? Uh, or, you know, in the northern reaches of central United States heading into Canada? What do you mean? Well, up here, we, we, we seem to see a lar larger creature. It seems a little bit more docile, you know, you know that 7 and 10 foot range where oh, the, yeah. cent the central seems to be the same. But if you go down into like New Orleans and Arkansas and Oklahoma, it seems to be a little bit more of an aggressive creature. Yeah, um, I would say definitely more uh, less aggressive. Because we've had uh, the Bigfoots out here, like, in the middle of the daytime. You know, they've been spotted, like, in Rio Doso Downs, uh, Rio Doso, New Mexico. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. In the middle of the day, behind the Walgreens, digging through the trash, you know, and somebody sees them, they're just like, hmm, okay, we'll walk back in the forest. Uh, we've had another Bigfoot and a juvenile walk into a woman's cabin. Uh, wasn't going, Rah! just walked in. She, her and her kids ran into the bedroom, locked the door, and the Bigfoot's, uh, the, it was a female and a child, but a big child. Um, we rummaged through her fridge and cupboards for about half an hour and then left. No uh, way. Weren't, mm, weren't violent at all. Um, the ones I've dealt with, they've all been nice to me. They, none of them have done anything, you know, scurry. I've never felt uh, in danger, you know. So, yeah, there's definitely, you know, a big difference. And like I said, they get really, really big out here too. I mean, they, the thing is they use the, the, the cave systems down here uh, to get across the whole mountain range. And when there's you know, huge fires and stuff like that, that's where they go. But, yeah, we've got, we've got some big boys because that tent I was in, I'm six foot three. You know, six foot four with some really good boots, huh? And uh, the tent I was in, I could stand up in and not touch my head. And if you look at the pictures in that video um, on my YouTube, they're looking down. like Through the mesh part. Yeah, they're looking down at me. They're not like going like trying to look in. No, they're looking straight down. So, what you know, easily they had to have been an eight foot plus, you know, the ones that were looking in and... Uh, there was a Bigfoot, J.C. Johnson. Are you familiar with J.C. Johnson? Yes, yes, I okay. am. He had, you know, passed not too long ago. <clears throat> I was, uh, he had sent me some pictures, and uh, he asked me if I could, uh, you know, enhance them for him. And these pictures uh, were of a big Sasquatch sitting down by some trees in Madrid, like in the Madrid area. And uh, these trees are called pinon, the pinon trees. And uh, they average 8 to 12 feet tall, okay? Now, the thing is, this Sasquatch is sitting by the trees. The trees come up halfway on the Sasquatch, sitting down. That's a big guy. So even if they were the smallest version of these trees at 8 foot, so if he's sitting down and these and those trees are only half as tall as him, that means that we're talking about it's 15, 16 foot no kidding. Jesus, I'm going to get you to hold on right there, if you don't mind. Gonzo, a.k.a. Jesus Payan Jr., talking Sasquatch with us on Spaced Out Radio. We're going to get into some really cool stories coming up right after this. All right, we're clear. I got us on, uh, built up my radio station collection. We're on to six terrestrial radio stations now. Cool. Yeah, man. Slowly but surely. Right. Slowly but surely. You know, the name's getting out there, which is kind of cool. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, hello, Bama. Boom to you. And Travis, how you doing, man? Good to see you. <clears throat> there we go. Oh, man. I, I'm just like 16 feet. 16 feet. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. See, I heard about these these 
14, 15 foot footers, like, because everything gets bigger the more north you go. Yeah. Okay. And, and, um, you know, I've heard in BC, Yukon, Alaska of these 15, 16 footers, 14 footers, um, but they're rare. You know, but then yeah. again, there's so few people in those areas. Is the creature rare or the people that are seeing it rare? You know what I'm saying? Well, if you look at uh, um, the maps of just the cities of, like, of America, okay, or say Canada, the cities. Yeah. And then you look at the sightings maps, there's more sightings near people. So, you know, if these creatures know better, these giant ones, because it's way harder for them to hide, um, it would make sense that they're going to be in areas that humans don't frequent hardly at all. So there would be way less uh, sightings of them, you know? Makes sense. Makes good sense. Hi, D. McKenna. How are you? Uh, who else has come on in? Uh, Fast Hemi. Uh, nobody, <coughs> nobody can replace the late, great Art Bell. Nobody. But that's another story for another time. Right. Uh, yeah, man. I'm just trying to think. I got to hook you up with my guy, Duke, uh, from World Bigfoot Radio. I don't know okay. if you know Duke. I don't know him personally, Duke. but I've heard of the show. I know he's in the chat room tonight. Great guy. Really, cool. really knowledgeable guy. And uh, he's hooked me up with some great people. Uh, a guy named Bigfoot Michigan Rob and Nate Rudd out of Washington State. And uh, one of the guys who's now helping me behind the scenes, Gary Spikes Jr., uh, dude, you have to, if, if you do start doing a podcast format, you got to get Gary on the shirt, uh, on the, on the show, man, because I, I just read a Vin Cruz shirt, Dave, are you a bat boy for the Yankees? I wish <laughs> I would be a bat boy for the Yankees. Uh, but, but, uh, Gary is a veteran and actually, uh, had a face to face encounter where the Sasquatch was literally looking in his truck window while he was sleeping. Wow. It, it, it's, it's friggin' intense, dude. Really intense. Yeah. Oh, it is. I'll tell you that. Hello, gorgeous uh, Jordan Ashley Pettit. How are you? Nice to have you back. Let's let's give you a little love right there. There you are. All right. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I could hook you up with some good people. Um, the, these guys, like, started with Nate Rudd and then and uh, Bigfoot Rob, and then all of a sudden Duke started coming into my chat room every night. And, um, and then, uh, Gary, he hooked me up with Gary and he's hooked me up with all of these incredible, incredible Sasquatch people between Duke and Nate. And like I said, Gary and, and, uh, Bigfoot Rob, they've been incredible in, in like all of a sudden, like my, my, the people I know in Sasquatch land have, has exploded, you know, and I'll, I'll get you into that group, man. Cool. There's a lot yeah. of good Intel there. A lot of good Intel. Mm-hmm. Nate actually just worked on a television show. I, I can't, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say with whom, uh, but he just did a television show up in Spokane. So that's kind of cool. Very cool. Yeah, I just got a... He did an episode on me, uh, or a part of an episode for a Travel Channel. I think it's Travel Channel's um, Paranormal Caught on Video. Yeah. Yeah, it was a season four, episode twelve, 
when they show my footage of the Bigfoot walking across the field. Which video is that on your on your channel? Uh, that would be not the Bigfoot on a Navajo Res. I'm just trying to quickly find it here. How long ago was that? Uh, there's a new version of it. Uh, the original is way, way at the bottom, but uh, I think I made that one unavailable to see. So it's oh, not the Navajo, true. the Navajo one here. Yeah, documentary. All right. Yeah. Better mute that. All right, we got twenty seconds to go here. Thank you to Sinister, Sinister. One sec, Jesus. Uh, thank you to Sinister Vax. Thank you to Andrew, Major Lee, and Ed for the incredible super chats. Really do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's get going here right now, man. Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is underway tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Just do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com where we have a plethora of features for you including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. The man known as Gonzo on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, Jesus Payon Jr., now spends his time, when he's not acting, chasing around the forests of New Mexico looking for Sasquatch. And man, does he have some incredible, incredible footage that he has collected over the last couple of years. We're going to get into some stories here. And Jesus, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, on your YouTube channel, which people can, can just type in Breaking Bigfoot on YouTube, and we highly suggest that they go and hit that subscribe button while they're there. You have a video of a Sasquatch there. Now, for, yes. for our video channels, do you mind if we actually play that from your channel? Feel free. All right. I'll let you break it down here because I've, I've pulled it up here, if oh, you okay, don't mind. Cool. And for our radio yeah. audience, we're going to have to really paint a picture here. So I'm going to bring this up for us here. And... Set the scene for us, if you don't mind. Okay. So, mind you, uh, I'm f filming this with a, with a phone, a cell phone, and I am zoomed in all the way. It's a good phone because that's a quarter mile away what you're seeing. Um, I've been on this reservation, uh, Navajo Reservation in Upper Fruitland, New Mexico, northern New Mexico, for you know months uh, doing research, and uh, a couple from the res needed a ride to this episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber. 
to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Walmart to uh, get groceries. So I took them to Walmart. And on the way back, um, the man's wife said, hey, look, there's one right there. Because on this reservation, it's like very common to see Bigfoots. It's they're well, you know, easily like known there. So it wasn't surprising to them. But uh, yeah, at the very back, yeah, you can see it's walking. From, from the naked eye, you could see it was, you know, look closer and it was huge walking through there. And it gets behind those bushes and then uh, hides and starts watching us from the street. And, uh, yeah, it wouldn't make sense for the Bigfoots. Well, if you're not a Bigfoot, if you're a quarter mile away walking by an irrigation ditch, um, why would you hide from somebody pulled over on the highway and watch them wearing all black in the middle of the summer from head to toe? And, uh, yeah, I lived there for a good while, and there's no seven, eight-foot-tall natives living there. Well, I, I want to ask you this. I mean, for, for most people, we don't know what it's like to be in the heat of the desert of New Mexico. How hot is it there at that point? Well, let's say 105 degrees. That's hot. Roughly. Yeah. And uh, are you, you're familiar with Thinker, Thinker Thunker? No. Fill me in. Okay. Thinker Thunker, he does uh, breakdowns on Bigfoot uh, videos and footage. And uh, he... Uh, did one on mine, and he agrees that uh, he believes it's a forest giant. He doesn't think it's a person. He stabilized it and uh, looked at the angle it's walking. And uh, he's really – the guys get a chance to check out Thinker Thunker on YouTube, and it's just, I'd say, uh, priceless f- stuff that he does. He's, he's a really cool dude, and he, he, he does his job well. Now, for you, when you caught this – and you looked at it, what was your reaction to it? Because I know if I was viewing this, I would be absolutely uh, f- freaked out in joy, but still my my heart would be pumping, almost coming out of my chest. Yeah, no, I was excited because uh, it was like, it's about damn time because, you know, I've seen them before. And uh, at this point I had seen one uh, about five foot in front of me one night, you know, like literally face to face. So I'd seen them before and, uh, I wasn't in shock that I'm seeing one. It was more like finally got one on film, you know, and uh, I wasn't going to let this chance pass by. So I let the couple just take my car to take the groceries home. And I took off on foot, as you'll see, in, you know, when you watch the whole video. Yeah, I took off on foot going after it. Okay, so let, let's just talk about this for a second. Let's be logical. All right. I mean, here you are in the middle of the desert. Are you armed? Nope. Okay, and and here you are. You're going to chase down an eight-foot creature. You don't know where it's going. You don't know where it's hiding. You don't know if it's having a bad day, like a house cat on a normal day. Yep. And you go chasing after it. Take me through that. Well, the thing is, um, I never take weapons with me. Um, The best weapon uh, against a Bigfoot in my experience, is a camera. They don't like cameras. They will charge you if you got a gun. They'll do all kinds of stuff when you got all kinds of weapons. But when you got a camera, what do they do? 
boom, they take off. They don't want to be on film, right? Um, two, unless you've got a hand cannon on you, and I mean like a serious high-caliber weapon, you ain't doing nothing to a 1,000-pound, 2,000-pound animal. You're going to just piss it off. Um, they seem to be able to sense when you have some type of weapon on you. Um, I see them as a people. Now, just like humans, there's bad humans and good humans, but um, I think that that's why I get so much uh, evidence and interactions with these beings is that I go towards them as a person. I don't go thinking as they're just a big old monkey or, you know, f local fauna. I talk to them, whistle, we whistle back. Uh, yeah, so I think that that's, that's the thing is that I went out there looking to talk to them. And you, like I said, if you watch the video, you hear me talking to them, like, I know you're there. I can hear you. And trying to interact with them. And that's that's why uh, I think the anthropologists are really interested in what I'm doing because um, social interaction is really a, a serious thing that differentiates uh, them from, you know, just animals, you know, from all the DNA. Because I was part of the Genome Project uh, with Melba Kitchum and J.C. Johnson and the University of Gallup. And, yeah, the, the findings came back, you know. The mitochondrial DNA was female, human female. You know, of course, the male, you know, was uh, unknown. But they're human. They're a type of human. They're a human hybrid. So I treat them as such. They're not stupid. They have speech, as you know. Oh, yes, as I know all too well with that. But for you, when you started chasing this creature, before you decided to start, you know, running after it, and I'm sure you would have tackled it, you know, gave it a big hug. You're that type of guy. How far yeah, away? How far away from it were you when you started your chase? Um, I, like I said, I'd say about a quarter mile was uh, the highway from the uh, where it was walking. So it took me a, it took me a good twenty minutes to get to that spot, uh, fifteen minutes because it's it's not just a perfect straight road. I, I was following, uh, you know, some dirt trail, and then I went down a ravine. Because they use a lot of times these little like, canal uh, waterways in the desert. They go under roads, and they can. That's where they can travel in the daytime without being seen. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was just hoping that I caught up to them, and it, there wasn't just one. I think it had there was a, a few there. You know, the one that went over here that you're seeing right now behind that bush, uh, the little black dot right above the bush, is its cone head. But to your far left, you can't see right now, but later in the video, you know, there's that area. There seemed to be uh, two more. I don't know if they were, like, juveniles. Uh, with That was the mom or, or the dad or Uncle John, Uncle Jumba. I don't know. But there was more than one there, and they usually do, don't travel by themselves. They usually have more than one of them in the area because they, they utilize uh, distraction. So they'll have – if they don't want you – Getting near these guys, they'll this guy over here on your right will whistle or make a noise, and you'll pay attention over there while these other guys get out the way or are able to hide better. Very true. Very true. So the fact that you had a family in there and you saw the other two members, how close were you able to get to them as you started running? Because I'm sure they're watching you come closer and closer and closer, and if I know this creature, they're not liking that. No, um, well, you said they can sense your, it seems like they can sense your intentions. I can't see it for sure, of course. Nothing is, 
absolute and I can't say I know, but these are my 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 I would like to say informed opinions. Okay, my my uh, theories or hypotheses. Um, they know your intention, the way you're acting, so that plays a big uh, role in how they uh, respond and act. So with me, they, I think I'm. They must think I'm a weirdo, you know, just a funny guy. And uh, yeah, so there was one um, which I couldn't see it with my own eyes, but I heard it there. It's by these bushes. If you watch that video, you know later in the video. And um, unfortunately, during editing, when it compressed the file, um, one of my little arrows that point at it is slightly off. <laughs> So it points at the wrong spot. But, uh, yeah, it's around the, uh, I'd say, like, close to 30, 40-minute mark, 37-minute mark, somewhere around there. I'm um, talking to a bush, and, uh, yeah, you can hear, you can see the bush move. Um, then on my left up towards the left corner of the screen, you'll see a red arrow for a second. But I have you want to look at the dot. I have to wait to line that up because you have a YouTube right. commercial in there. Ah. I'm teasing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, I would say I was about mm, 15 feet away from it. And uh, I didn't even realize that's where it was. I was looking in the wrong area in the bush. It was to my left, not in front of me. But there was one in the bushes, too. So that's what I'm saying. This one's here making noise while this one over here is looking, sticking you know, its, its head up a little bit. And, I, you know, do frame by frame. And you, there's, you can see a face. Um but yeah, so there there was about I'd say three. The the first one I saw was already long gone. Uh, when you know took off I, when I started going after that direction. Um, see the thing is, a lot of people argue that because if you watch a footage, you look in the background, there's some houses, and then if you look on the back cliff, there's a, a utility road, and you'll see a truck, and people are like, man, there's vehicles and houses, ain't no bigfoot's going to be nearby all that. That's dumb. And it's like, well, one, if they knew that those houses, the majority of those houses have been abandoned because of the Bigfoots uh, causing problems. And uh, that utility uh, road, if you look from above on Google Earth, um, it's not right next to it. You've got highway, like I said, a quarter mile of uh, property, a big irrigation ditch, forest, houses, then the San Juan River. And then after the San Juan River, you got more uh, trees, and then you hit the cliffs, and that road goes to a dam. So, um, if you when you watch video, if you listen carefully, you'll hear a gentleman um, walking by his house, and he tells me that uh, his neighbor's horse was killed just the night before, and they found it dead with the rear hind leg ripped off. Yeah, that almost sounds alien. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yeah, I, I've studied the cow mutilations and all that, and those, those mutilations are usually way neater uh, with uh, laser precision cuts. Uh, tongues missing inside the organs missing from little holes, the blood dried up, uh, you know, genitalia missing. But this was literally the rear hind leg of a horse torn off, ripped, just. Yeah, that's that's huge. That is absolutely huge. And I think a lot of people don't understand. I mean, this creature, whether it's a live creature or whether it's interdimensional or shapeshifter like a lot of first nations believe this creature no matter what is the master of camouflage like you said it was standing right in front of you and you yep. couldn't see it yep if, if you since you have the ability to, to do like what you just did it would be really cool if you went to my video where it shows uh looks like cavemen with aliens on the uh, thumbnail okay Give me one second here. Is that no problem. is that on a different video or on this video? Different video. Just if you go down my list, okay. you'll see a, a picture of some aliens with some Bigfoots or some caveman, however you want. All right. Well, let, let's line that up for the next for the next uh, half hour. We can we can discuss that one. But for this one, cool. for this one here, like I'm used to living in the Pacific Northwest, man. There is trees everywhere. I'm looking at this footage of of kind of barren, dry, army camo, brown, gray land with brown, right. gray trees, and yet you got this big, black, hairy creature that's walking through there, man. And I'm, I'm just looking at this, and I'm thinking, how the heck is this thing hiding? The trees are sparse. You know, is, is there tunnel systems right through this area for escaping? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's cave systems. Uh, the thing you got to remember is... They know how to, all they got to do is squat down or use, like I said, the irrigation ditches or the waterways. You won't see them. Um, if you go into that area uh, to the brush, because right there what you're looking at is a little um, more sparse just for the reason of because there's housing and stuff, you know, in that area. Right. So if you go to the far right, if you're to walk all the way down there where it's more natural, um, it's more like scrub brush. So you, you literally have to tunnel through on all fours and there's tunnels in there and they have whole like setups inside. It looks like a fort, like some kids, you know, or well, really big kids uh, made a fort inside there. You can't see anything when you're looking into it. And when you get uh, these, these beans, they know how to use the, the trees and bushes really well. So now if you're just standing out in the open, eight foot tall, black, yeah, you can be seen. But you stand behind four trees that are crisscrossing, that breaks up your whole body, and the human eye doesn't recognize it as a, a, a person or a being. 
and he just looks like dark dark area in the tree dark area in the shadows you know and that's that's their their what they do and they know how to do it really well okay no kidding here's here's a little more enhanced version of it um you know zoomed in more slowed it down and uh at the very end i do a size comparison i went had those that couple take a picture of me standing in the same area and uh it's definitely bigger than me and there's an i see unfortunately i lost a lot of uh uh footage and pictures over the over those years but i had one picture uh that i had been was able to recover off of the google uh you know how google saves your images yes um of a somewhat good zoom in on the head that showed, you know, the, the eye section and the the cone head, or if you want to call it the sagittal crest. But now that we have better software for enhancing, I was able to enhance it way more than back then. So at the very end, you actually can see a face uh, peeking over the bushes and the conical head, you know? That's but incredible. It's it's wild stuff, man. If I had the cameras that we have today, uh, it wouldn't have been no question. I could have zoomed in easily, way, way more. You know, back then I had a was it a Galaxy Samsung S10, I think, and that back then that was like a nice camera, and I'm zoomed in all the way. Now that was only what 13 megapixels. Now we have the Samsung Ultra S21 with 108 megapixels. 100 zoom 100x zoom you know that's like the p90 p1000 you know uh nikon right on the phone right that's just my friend i mean the fact that you had the the mental capacity to actually grab your phone and grab that video so many people uh literally when they have a sighting of the creature have you know they panic they don't think about bringing out their camera i'm one of them i'm one of them i'm not going <laughs> to deny that you know i'm so enthralled with what i'm seeing in the encounter that i had that grabbing my my old i mean if you want to go old camera this happened during the iphone 3 stage never mind the, the iphone 5 but i never even thought about it dude never even thought about where did you find the aptitude at that moment to get your camera out? Well, um, being before I was a actor, stuntman, um, I was a bodyguard and uh, worked in uh, prisons. And yeah, I worked as a bouncer in some of the scariest here. There was the arrow, now it's a commercial. Yes. But that arrow was pointing towards where it was in front of me when I got back there. But uh, yeah, if you, yeah, just right after that, you'll see the arrow be slightly up right there. That's where it was sitting right there, and I'll show. I should be some close-ups in a second. I'm just gonna. But uh, yeah, gonna I, pause I've seen. There. I've seen. I've been shot before. I've been in the worst uh, cities, as in gang-related, you know, uh, areas, and I had to be the scary one in those places. And uh, yeah, so when it comes to this stuff, I don't get scared. I'm able to keep my cool. I also used to uh, teach uh, crisis de-escalation to law enforcement uh, academies and sheriffs and police officers on, you know, not 
freaking out when stuff gets very hectic and uh, stressful. So I think all that stuff uh, helped. And and why whenever this happens, I'm just like, oh, cool, filming, 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 you know? Yeah. No, I, I think that's commendable, though, that you have that training because for so many of us, we're just kind of like, oh, oh, look at that, look at that. And, you know, afterwards, hindsight always being twenty twenty. We, we we kick ourselves in the butt. Like, I'll give you a prime example. Last year, my buddy Mike and I, we were going to get firewood. So here we are having a conversation. It's about, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. It's, a, it's one of those foggy, crisp, crisp Canadian mornings in the fall. And we come around this bend, and all of a sudden, I look right in front of me because I'm driving. I hammer on the brakes. There is this giant lynx cat on the middle of the gravel road. And I'm sitting there thinking, get a picture. Get a picture. It's right there. Grab a picture. Oh, no. By the time I get my camera, it's going to move. Grab a gosh darn picture, Dave. So now I'm fumbling with my camera like I have literally no thumbs, and I'm trying to do it with my feet. All right? <laughs> and I fu- and the cat literally, I can honestly pick up on the cat's uh, energy, man. And that, and that lynx is saying, really? I'm giving you the money shot right now, and and you're not even going to take a picture. Like, are you stupid? I'm done. I'm out. Like, I'm I'm exiting stage left. And it literally, it walked across the road, walked down this little gully that you could still see in this little ditch, and then started to walk up. And I open up my window and I yell, "Hey, push!" Seriously, I just want to grab a picture. Can you stop right there? You know, and here I am, you know, trying to take a picture of this stupid thing. And I finally got really two uh, hazy pictures. If anybody's got an iPhone, you know your camera automatically sucks. You know, so it's all grainy and everything. But I'm like, look, there's the there's the Link's ass right there. You know, but, but that's the way people panic. Yeah. Then I've, I've filmed so many UFOs, too, over the years that, uh, yeah, I just it's become like second nature. Something weird's happening. Camera, film, pictures. You know, because nobody believes you unless you got some kind of evidence, you know, and just me telling my, telling stories is only so much people will believe before they're like, yeah, whatever, bullshit me in, you know? Oh, yeah. And right in the business in the business that I'm in now, uh, being involved at this level, I got to put up or shut up, you know? But, yeah, right there with that arrow's pointing um, in the very dark lower area, not that top shaded areas like i said they use shadows they see it where it's dark shadowy they'll hide in it so it's crouched down right there in that dark area so you'll see uh i'm pretty sure it's been a minute since i made this video but um that i did some uh close-ups and um frame by frames so you can see that there's an actual right kind of you can kind of see a face there right you just at that point it's hard to see of course but there's there's movement my friend, we have about uh, 15 seconds here before we have to go to break here at the top of the hour. When we come back, you're going to play us a video of potential alien that you caught? Yeah, it's the it's the, the video that's going to show the pictures of the Bigfoots looking in my tent and uh, the alien looking in too. Nice. So I'm very pumped up about that. Very pumped up. Our good friend Gonzo from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, Jesus Payon Jr., He's a man, he's a myth, and he's a Bigfoot-chasing legend in the state of New Mexico. More cryptid and alien talk when we come back on Spaced Out Radio, so stay tuned.
All right, but I'm just going to run my dogs outside. I'll be right back, and okay. uh, um, I'll just mic you down here for a little bit, okay? Okay, I'm going to get some to drink. All right. All right. Be right back, people. Be right back. All right, bud. We're back. Uh, we got a couple of seconds here. Let me just put you up there so that way people can see it. 
Hello, Eric with a K. Welcome back to your fourth favorite show, buddy. We're number four. Number four. Happy about that. All right. Uh, let me go back to your channel. Um, where's that video? Uh, Sasquatch, what if? Bigfoot UFOs. Yeah, you'll see actually, like, they're around a fire. There's Bigfoots and cavemen or, uh, and, you, and aliens. Around a fire? Oh, in the cave. The Apache Bigfoot petroglyph? No. No? Like, literally, it's like a, a cartoony-looking uh, a couple aliens with some Sasquatch or cavemen together. Definitely there. Yeah, I'm just uh, looking down here. Oh, right there. Okay. And anytime I do an, some kind of enhancements on my videos, I always show the process. And I show the people what uh, programs I use. So there's no accusations of, oh, you did this fake or whatever. You know, they can see the process. How far into this video? The video is not that long, so it should go right into it. It's not like that other one. The other one was an hour. This one's only like probably 10, 15 minutes or something. All right. Uh, bear with me here. I just got to make sure we don't no miss out here on yeah. time. And I, and I never, and I never copyright any of my stuff. I let anybody that wants to use my videos or share them. They're always welcome to, I never uh, copyright people. Oh, very cool. Very cool. All right. Hello, Mr. Boob Tube. How are you? All right. Uh, we're coming back here in a couple of seconds. Thank you, Chris, Patrick, Carl, Sinister, Andrew, Lee, and Ed for the super chats. Here we go with hour number two, everyone. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. And on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Here we go with hour number two of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Really do appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Want to say hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates across North America, digitally on TalkStream Live, Revolution Radio, and KPNL. All of our archives are free by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio just do everybody a favor hit that subscribe button the desert clam has set the password for tonight in the sor space travelers club darby's darby's is your password use it wisely space travelers as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on spaced out radio our website is spacedoutradio.com where we have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Instagram 
at Spaced Out Radio Show. We continue on tonight with Jesus Payan Jr. He may You may know him better as Gonzo from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Well, when he's not in front of the camera, he's behind it trying to film Sasquatch and any other type of anomalies in the beautiful state of New Mexico. And his YouTube channel is called Breaking Bigfoot. That's such a great name. It needs to be on <laughs> television. We're putting it out there right now. We're going to put that energy out there for you, bud. That, that's got to be on TV. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be back. You're very welcome. You are also wanting to tell us about an encounter you had in a tent. You mentioned it a little bit ago. When was this incident? Also, 2017. It was a busy year. Um, I had run into this youngster. I like to call him a youngster. He was 20 years younger, so okay, that's where it reached under the tent. Uh, and he didn't believe in Bigfoot. Said that he'd been uh, up and down those mountains, you know, a bunch of times hunting, you know, looking for antlers and whatnot because I guess he sold them by the pound or something or got money for them. And he said he'd never seen anything Bigfoot up there that I was full of crap. So I told him, hey, let me take you up there for an afternoon, and if I can show you some things that you can't explain that could that can't be done by man, uh, give me the benefit of the doubt that Bigfoot might be real. So uh, he, he agreed. I took him up there, showed him some structures, and uh, what really got him was uh, when I did some tree knocks, and then we got responses. And that's when he got excited and was like, ooh, let's camp, let's camp. And I told him, are you sure you want to do that? These are really big big, large, very large individuals that could just pop our heads off like nothing. And he was like, yeah. So he said he had his tent, and he put his pop tent up and spent the night. And uh, we didn't go to sleep, of course, because we, you know, we were waiting for Bigfoot to show up. And uh, sure enough, uh, we heard footsteps. And uh, one of the Sasquatch, of course, at that second, we, it could have been anything, but um, it sniffed from the bottom of the tent to the top of the tent which we don't have big enough bears to get that height. I'm bigger than the largest bear that we have, uh, black bears in our, in our forest. And it sniffed to the top of the tent. And then uh, it reached under the tent where he was sitting. So like if you, the way you're looking at that, he, that, that's the, you know, the back of the tent. My, where I'm sitting is the door, which is on the other side. So his, he's sitting to the left of that disturbed dirt. So the Bigfoot stuck his arm under the tent and knocked him over. Um. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Huge arm. I mean, that was huge. What came under there. And uh, I yelled, no, bad Bigfoot. And <laughs> Right, you it did. pulled its arm out. It you pulled did. its arm out. No bad, and, uh, bad Bigfoot. You yelled. Yeah, and that's what the you know the, we call him Kenny. Kenny said, "Did you just scold the Bigfoot?" And I was like, "Well, what the heck do you say?" I, mean, I know what else to say. You're you just got knocked over, man. You know, and he was being a bad Bigfoot, so called him out. <laughs> and uh, so then the Bigfoots. I thought there was just one. You know. So uh, he's still sitting in that area right there to the left of that disturbed dirt. And uh, it was really cold. It was like 20, I don't know. It was, un- it was below freezing. And we had tried taping up the uh, tent vent hood, you know, that's on top uh, with duct tape. But if anybody knows duct tape, it doesn't work well when it's cold. So it didn't stick. So the Bigfoot's peeled back part of the, the vent hood and started looking down in at the at that at Kenny, and uh, Kenny was just looking up, freaking out, and going, "Oh my God, I can see its nose! Oh my God, I can see its nose!" He just started getting more upset and more upset, uh, to where it looked like he was about to have a panic attack. And I uh, flashed a flashlight at the the opening where he's looking at because at my angle, um, it was hard to see because there's the the vent, you know, netting, right, and uh, dark outside so at my angle i really couldn't see what he was seeing i could just hear what was there and i just know he was freaking out i thought it was cool but uh i flashed the flashlight there i was like that's enough go on that's enough you're freaking him out you know and they moved like you know they moved i guess but they stayed around our tent for until like four o'clock in the morning walking around and stuff um and that morning you know he told me he was uh you can have my tent he was i'm never coming to these mountains or camping ever again and never heard it from him again since then nice way to end a friendship eh yeah right (laughs) no kidding no kidding so here you are back dude i i i honestly cannot i can't get over that I mean, out of all the things to say, bad Bigfoot, you know, like you're scolding a dog, man. Well, it's like, you know, you can only imagine what the average person would they because like that area where we were at is camped heavily at, you know, it's a real popular place to camp, but there's a ton of people that are freaked out by that area because they said all kinds of weird stuff happens there. It's hunted there. So I'm guessing they've never gotten that reaction before. Uh, they usually get people screaming or f- just freaking out, you know? So to have somebody talk to them and be like, ah, no, that's bad. You know, that caught them off guard. I'm guessing they're like, huh, this guy's what the heck? Yeah. So that, that's like I said, I, I think I, I either confuse them or intrigue them. One of the two, but they seem to, to be interested in, you know, what I, well, as Christy about. says in our chat room, maybe Bigfoot just wanted to spoon. <laughs> that might be uncomfortable, a little awkward. Well, but I, I wouldn't argue. 
I do have to ask, what's it like being in the presence of a Sasquatch that close? Um, it's like seeing a UFO. It's like uh, being in the presence of a, a spirit. Um, to me, they all seem to blend in as in like, it's a energy that is unlike any other energy you, you'll feel. Um, like that one when I was uh, in northern uh, New Mexico uh, with uh, J.C. Johnson that night, and it was in front of me standing there. Uh, we we're st taking steps back and forth, back and forth, mimicking each other. Um, it was just, it was exciting. It was like, I guess, the feeling you get when you meet somebody famous. You know, and you're like, it's him. Was oh, was there an odor or anything like that? I've only experienced the odor thing uh, in my, uh, I have another documentary. It's like one of the first ones you'll see at the way at the bottom called Tule Creek Bigfoot. Um, in that area, the Sasquatch that are there, I think they were juveniles, but there was like four or five of them that were whistling back and forth with me in daytime. Um, it smelled like um, onions and like BO, real bad BO, like a football, you know, in high school, a football player that hasn't washed his jersey and socks or and everything in about a week, you know, so it was like right. real bad BO. Uh, but that's the only time I ever got a smell off of them like that. Because, you know, I've, I've read hundreds and hundreds of reports of them smelling like death and wet dogs and all this stuff, but um, I'm, you know, I, I wonder because uh, it wasn't until after I started interacting with those that group of them, the smell went away. So it might be uh, partially, you know, like say uh, some of it might be their uh, glands, the type of gland that's given off the smell, like gorillas do uh, when they're distressed. So if they're scared or upset or pissed off or something, maybe you know they're. Either their glands are doing it or they're breaking wind, you know. You never know. Something. And, uh, but yeah, only that one time did I ever experience the, the funny smell, you know. And, but yeah, so, so I don't know. And then, of course, you know, there's the ones that are, they'll take uh, the, the uh, stinky glands from skunks. They'll take the glands out of them and put it all over themselves. Um, I'm guessing to confuse animals when they go hunting. You know, so they don't smell the actual Sasquatch or think, oh, it's just a skunk, you know. Or... Exactly. I have a question from Can Squatch here. Okay. Jesus, when you were in Upper Fruitland, did you end up going into Skinwalker Canyon? I've been everywhere there. I've been from the Chuska Mountains all the way through that whole reservation. Yeah. What's that like? That sounds creepy. Well,. You got to understand, uh, a lot of people don't really understand what a skinwalker is. You know, they confuse them with the Wendigos and, you know, just monsters. And it's like, uh, it's a shapeshifter. It's a uh, medicine man or woman that has gone to the dark side. And they are messing with demons and evil. So they'll, whatever animal skin they have, may it be a fox, a coyote, a wolf, a rabbit, whatever, they can turn into that animal, you know? And uh, it's 
they're when they're not in the animal mode, they're naked running around with the skin on them, you know, shaking stuff. So there's a lot of confusion on what the skinwalker is exactly. Um, a lot of times uh, people confuse Bigfoots with skinwalkers uh, just because, you know, a skinwalker normally has uh, been paid in some way to harass somebody, you know, kind of like putting a curse on somebody, but they'll go and they'll mess with people. Um, Bigfoots, they get bored and they'll kind of do the same thing. They'll go to people's windows and look inside their windows and tap on their windows and their doors and People are like, oh, no, there's a skinwalker out there, you know? And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of misidentification with these uh, animals. You know, a lot of them think that they're werewolves. You know, people that don't believe in Bigfoot, but they believe in werewolves. And they're like, there's a werewolf. Uh, I was running all fours, and it was howling. Oh, whoa, 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 you know? So, yeah. Well, this since we're speaking of skinwalkers, Vinny has a question here. If you encounter a skinwalker, can this cause you to get haunted later? In your opinion, I wouldn't call it haunted. Now, if uh, that individual can follow you, yeah. If you like, don't go too far because they got to go back home themselves. They have a house. They're people. Do you know what I mean? So you know that'd be a whole different thing. Now, if somebody was to put a curse on you, or uh, you know, ask a demon to follow you that's a whole different thing that that goes outside the realm of skinwalker because a skinwalker has a specific job that they do to mess with you now if you leave that area um they got other people to mess with and harass you know so but yeah if you get you can get attached by spirits you know while you're there if if that's what they want to do and attach a spirit to you you could say yeah you get haunted all right, let's go to Sovereign here. He is asking, have you seen any strange, out-of-the-place people out there that might have been a shapeshifter or interdimensional? Yeah, yeah. I ran into skinwalkers and really? that's, what a shape, that's what a shapeshifter is. Yeah, I've run into them. But like I said, I wasn't out. Ah, help me. I, I would confront them. What's that like to, how did you know you ran into a skinwalker? Well, like uh, one of them, uh, I took a picture of him out there in the desert by where I was living. And uh, he had no face. It was the face of a skull, you know. Oh, and, uh, how did, where did this happen? You got to go deep into this story, man. Well, this would be in the canyon, you know, uh, behind uh, near a casino that's out there uh, by the Mesa. And we were deep in the area where nobody's allowed to go. And, yeah, so they're out there. They're out there. You know what I mean? But it's just not, you know, really talked about because, you know, the, uh, you know, being Native, we already have enough stigmas against us. You know, we don't want to go around you know, telling everybody, oh, yeah, there's some of us that can shapeshift. And, do you know, it doesn't help the situation. You know, and it's a very, very small, uh, very small uh, group of uh, natives, you know, to any tribes. You know, they're, they're not common, as in there's not, you know, a high population out of the population that do, they're involved with that. It's just like uh, having a high priest Satanist in just a regular, you know, America or Canada or something in, in a normal, you know, city. There's not going to be a ton of them, but they're out there. You know what I mean? 
I hear you. I hear you. Let's go to another question here that we have for you from our audience. This one comes from Will. What is your view on if Sasquatch is interdimensional? I'll, <clears throat> I'll throw Shapeshifter in on there as well. Okay. Well, um, question is, is it interdimensional or does it have the ability to evade our human uh, perception of, you know, of what we can see? Uh, just like there's UFOs that we can't see with our naked eye, but you put on a you know infrared camera and it's right there in front of you. So is that the same you know capability, or is that UFO in a different dimension? Uh, our dimensions, you know, some people believe they're right alongside us, right in front of us. We just can't see it unless you're able to you know get into the right vibration uh, or uh, great better camera. So you know it just depends on then what it is. I can't say for sure. But I, I leave nothing uh, – I don't rule out anything. I don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because you never know. I've got to keep all options open, you know, when researching this phenomenon because there's too many reports, too many reports of, of them doing the predator thing, you know, yeah. uh, them, you know, following tracks, and then they just stop in the middle of nowhere. See, and, that, and that's my big beef with groups like the BFRO. I have talked to members of BFRO who literally have had their reports edited or not published because of the woo factor that goes yeah. along. And yeah. and I know that I've, I've messaged with one person who was really upset when he filed his report with BFRO. He had a paranormal experience along with it and that they ended up editing the the information that he left for the report. And, you know, we have to realize 99% of the people doing this are not conducting any scientific research. Right. They're not. They're just out in the field hoping to catch something on camera. That's it. Yeah. And you, go ahead. With, with, with the way I look at it, man, is one... We're talking about Bigfoot, which is deemed as a mythical creature in itself. Okay. We've got people that think it's just Gigantopithecus, a giant great ape, right? Then you got these people, because so you got the first people that don't believe Bigfoot exists. Then you got the people that think it's Gigantopithecus. Then you got the people that don't think it's Gigantopithecus, but they think it's a human hybrid. But those people think the people that think Bigfoot can talk is crazy. And the people that think Bigfoot can talk think the people that think it can do predator stuff and do dimensional stuff, the woo are crazy. So it just goes on and on and on. And we just waste our time talking crap about each other, calling each other crazy, instead of putting together all the evidence through all cultures, all history, ancient history. Um, if we put it all together through time, through the wild man encounters, you know, it starts putting, you start seeing a, a full picture, you know, and until, you know, if you're an investigator and you're going to go like this, when you have 10 witnesses and you only want to hear two of them because you agree with them the most and the rest you're like, la, 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 that's too crazy. You're never going to figure out who done it, you know? Very true. Anyways, can't very, move forward. Very true. Let's get to another question here. This one comes from our Facebook group. And Sparky is asking, what do you mean by structures? Do Bigfoot place or build places to live? 
Okay. So what from my research, okay, uh, Bigfoots, they use trees and branches for many different things. Um, territorial, which I think those are the, uh, when they get saplings at about an eight foot to seven foot area, they'll snap them off. Um, they'll get fallen trees or they'll pull trees out of the ground and they'll lean them against other trees for directional purposes to give directions to each other because they don't have cell phones to walkie talkies to talk to each other. So they leave, you know, stuff for each other to uh, see. Kind of had a malfunction there. Um, then you have the uh, TP structures. Um, I've seen death spires uh, made. Then there's what I call the nurseries. They'll make a section of, uh, of trees twist, covering a little area, making a little pocket so they can put their babies in while they do Bigfoot stuff. Um, you got areas where they will uh, crisscross logs every which way on the ground, which I believe is uh, they use for hunting. They're able to run across it easy, but game isn't. A deer, an elk can't get through it, and they can, you know, kind of like corral it there and hunt. Um, it also makes it very, very hard for humans to walk through. So they'll make an area they don't want us going around. Humans always seek the easiest route, and we don't want to have to climb over logs and under and over and under and over. So those are areas that they'll do. There's uh, They'll put trees upside down. They'll pull them out of the ground and stab them upside down with a root ball in the air. Um, that one, possibly a uh, territory alpha male type thing because they don't usually do it with little trees. Uh, they like doing X's, um, arches, they'll arch trees, which a lot of times they'll make it, it look like an entrance to an area. Uh, but yeah, there, there's all kinds of different things they do with, with the trees. There's so many different uh, possibilities they're doing them for. I haven't seen any. And the amount of time we've spent in the forest where we've had encounters, haven't seen any. I, it's driving me nuts. It's driving me absolutely nuts. We have one minute to go before we have to go to break here at the bottom of the hour. Jesus Payan Jr. is our guest tonight. Breaking Bigfoot is the topic. With these structures, what do you look for? Like, are you going deep into the forest to see these, or are you just crawling in? You can drive down uh, any forested highway. Okay, like if you have forests where you're at, just drive and look to your left and right, and you'll see an area where you'll see a lot of trees leaning over on other trees. Those are usually what I call the doorways that will lead you right there to big areas. They put, they're right nearby. You don't have to go deep into a forest to find them. You just need to see what to look for. So when you get a chance, watch my video on tree structures. And you'll get some great examples. But that's what I, I've been teaching, uh, you know, like the anthropologists, you know, when they want to find areas to study of uh, structures, just drive down the street in the mountain and you'll see them. There's, they, they stick out like sore thumbs. Once you know what to look for, it's like, oh, crap, they're right there, you know. I hear you. My friend, I'm going to get you to hold on right there. We're going to go to break here at the bottom of the hour here on Spaced Out Radio. Breaking Bigfoot. Aliens. Sasquatch, tree structures, skinwalkers, dogman, and what it's like to go chasing these creatures all over North America. We have more Spaced Out Radio with Jesus Payan Jr. coming up right after this. All right, we're clear. 
That was a fast half hour, man. Right. Yeah, this this show is moving. Moving. Love it. Did you find the pictures? Uh, yeah, I think I'm there. Okay. I'm just waiting for my, uh, um, two seconds here. All right. Uh, there we go. Uh, my video card is really finicky. And every time at this time, my computer, like I have two screens and it it goes black on my one screen and everything moves to my other screen and then it flashes back and then I got to move everything back and then it does it a second time and now it's good for the night. Drives me nuts. <laughs> Always at this time of night. Always. Drives me friggin' batshit crazy sometimes, but that's okay. Move that over there. Goes there. I go here. I got a bunch of questions from the audience too. I'll try and get to your questions. I want to get to this video when we come. Oh my god! I just saw where I paused it. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen some stuff, dude. That's crazy. In the comments, people are like, how is this not everywhere on the internet? I was like, it's on your YouTube channel. Go subscribe. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know I'm. Uh, the chat room is moving really fast. I know there's going to be some questions that I've accidentally missed, so you may have to repost them. Hey there, gorgeous Tiffany Weiss. Long time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm no time, but glad you made time for tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good night, stunning Jordan Ashley Pettit. You have a great night. Thank you for coming on in. 
All right, the YouTube uh, channel is called Breaking Bigfoot. I'm going to put the link in the chat room again. Hello, Jareth Barreth from Revolution Radio. Jareth is a connoisseur of cheese, just so Ooh. you know. Yeah, he likes a good cheese. He's on a Gouda mm -hmm. kick lately, a Gouda mm. kick. That sounds very Gouda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gorgeous Larry, thanks for coming on in. <clears throat> I like Sinister Vax. I'm usually a little skeptical of Bigfoot, to be honest, but this is a friggin' awesome show. Makes me want to believe. Believe one, it. One, one thing I always tell people is, you don't have to believe in Bigfoot to make it real. Because you could go on the freeway and not believe in a Mack truck, but that Mack truck's still going to hit you. You know? <laughs> a bunch of our listeners have already subscribed to your channel already. Oh, cool. Thank you, guys. No Thank problem, so man. No problem. Actually, I'm going to go. Uh, it, Gary Spikes, are you still here? Hi, Boots here. Gary Spikes. Attention, Gary Spikes. And people got to remember, we have DNA. It's not just reports. We have DNA, you know, multiple DNA studies on it. And, um, yeah, fur, feces, all that stuff from this creature. And footprints and handprints with dermal ridges, actual fingerprints, that you, they don't match humans. But... Yeah, they're real. I want to find that. I want to find that. I wear I wear size uh, sixteen shoes, mm -hmm. and that's a big foot for a normal person, you know. But I found prints that you know are this much bigger than my foot, and it makes my foot look little. And unless you're Shaquille O'Neal, you ain't got a bigger foot than me, you know, barefoot alone Jeez. all right well i'm gonna like i said i'm gonna hook up your channel with ours and put it as cool. a favorite so that way yeah, i'll be getting i'll be getting my laptop next week so i'll do the same for sure thanks buddy all right yes, uh, 15 seconds i want to say thank you to pepper to chris to patrick carl times two sinister vax andrew major lee and ed clater for the super chats it's a great way to support what we do on this show. If you're brand new, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and ring that bell. We're here seven days a week. We pass the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate earning your listening ears. Want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Just do me the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com where we have a plethora of features for you including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter, at Spaced Out Radio, and on Instagram, at Spaced Out Radio Show. 
We continue on tonight with Jesus Payan Jr. You may know him from his days as Gonzo on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. We absolutely love this guy, and he, we are talking Breaking Bigfoot. You go to YouTube, you type in Breaking Bigfoot, and it's going to pull up his channel. He's got some fantastic, fantastic interviews and, and evidence that he's showing off on his channel with his knowledge. Jesus, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you again, and all the people that are subbing, I just want to say thank you and know that uh, I answer every single comment. I mean, every single one. So feel free to put your, you know, your your opinions, your questions. I don't mind at all. And uh, if you go to my playlist on my channel, I have playlists um, that has all the uh, like Bigfoot case files, Sasquatch Central, NBTV, all the videos they've done on my stuff and interviews. So I have all those things over there uh, on that part of the, the channel. All Thank right, my friend. Perfect. Thank you. And thank you to our audience and our chat rooms who've gone already over to your YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button. I love it when that happens, man. I mm -hmm. love it. It's really, really thank cool. You, and that just goes to show how awesome our audience is, not only in the chat rooms, but the ones who are just listening in as well. So I appreciate that. You wanted to go over some other footage that you got here. Uh, and it looks like you're just holding a camera up. It looks like there's a, it's on a roof of something. I'm going to bring this up for our YouTube crowd. And people listening on the radio, if you can't hear uh, see it, uh, do us a favor and check it out on our YouTube channel at Spaced Out Radio uh, on YouTube. And uh, I'm going to play this here. And just describe this. Is this inside the tent where... Yeah. Okay. So where you're seeing the flashlight, right below it is uh, Kenny. Okay, I'm on the other side of the, the tent. That is the tent uh, vent hood on the very top. So this is these images you're seeing first here are the before I enhanced it and you know put there you go there's the, see that red eye and the green skin there. Um, yeah, this is what was looking down in the tent. Oh, and I just saw it. That's an alien. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I double it up in a second. You'll see I uh, kind of mir mirror the image. So you can see what it actually looks like the whole face. I do the same thing with the Sasquatches that are looking in. Um, it was really, uh, a, I, re I, I almost hesitated showing this guy. It's one thing showing Bigfoot looking in your tent, but then showing a freaking alien too. It's like, like, you know, people will think I'm crazy enough as it is, but I think that if I'm going to be an honest researcher, um, I need to put out everything that I witness, everything that I'm seeing, regardless of how weird it is. Because I wouldn't be doing you guys justice, you know? And uh, that night, I didn't notice that. Because like I said, not until I, I brightened it and enhanced it a little bit, you know, by adding contrast and whatnot. Um, yeah, it, at my angle that I was at, I couldn't see through. You see, you can see the little lines. That's because of the, the, the netting mesh. of the, the, yeah, the mesh of the, the, the vent. So at my angle, it was at a very crappy angle. But luckily, the, the camera was able to pick up these things. And when I used uh, the, 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 the editor photo enhancing tools, uh, yeah, I brought it out, sharpening it. Like I said, adding uh, uh, contrast, adding, doing HDR scape to it, or if, if I have to uh, increase saturation, which, you know, brightens whatever colors are there. You know, all those things, you know, really made it possible to see, uh, yeah, a lot better than just the original images. 
Okay, I got to ask you, like, were the aliens there with the Bigfoot? Apparently, they were at the same exact. Yeah, that, that was all within three minutes. The pictures that were taken was was within three minutes time. So let's scroll on here. Okay, there's a. Oh my gosh, that face looks even creepier. Mm-hmm. Like that is that's an alien gray. Yeah, with green skin. And either it's floating or it's really tall as well. Because, like I said, that was at the top of the tent, and I could stand up in it. And I'm six three. They're looking down. Like, I'm looking, I'm trying to see this with a skeptical mind here. And I'm looking for pareidolia. And I am not seeing any pareidolia here. Wow. So for our radio audience, basically he's in a tent and he's shooting up to the skylight where the mesh is to let the fresh air in, and there's always mesh up there so the bugs don't fly in, and there's a, there's a face of an alien staring down, and the tent is about six foot five, you would say, because you're six yeah, foot you, three. And, and the, 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 the beans, whatever you want to call them, aliens and Bigfoots, they've pulled the, uh, the top of the vent hood over. So they literally took the time to peel it over so they can look in. There's two of them right there. Bigfoots. There's a Sasquatch right there. Yep, one on the left, one on the right. Now, a lot of people will say, is that not flashing from the flash of the camera that's causing some sort of pareidolia? Uh, that's uh, a flashlight. So it wasn't a flash. It was a constant light. And that's why they're making those funny faces. I have other images that are in there, and it shows them closing their eyes because it's so bright. I, and the one on the left, yeah, see, I straightened it out. Um, I mirrored his face. I put it together so you can see what the whole face would look like. It's definitely not pareidolia. You can see teeth, too. My God, you can. But like I said, it's, it's about 1.30 in the morning. These are different oh my yeah, gosh, I just jumped. Still shots. Yeah, they're I was looking in the, the tent making faces at that guy. Hold on, I gotta go back here a little bit. You gotta be kidding me right now. Nope. Now is that his face or is that what you did to bring the face together? No, that's the, the okay, this is the, the Bigfoot that was on the right side of the picture. You saw there's two of them, remember? Yes. This is the one on the right. The one on the right was make silently. It wasn't making noises either. It wasn't going, rah. It was silently making faces at that youngster, Kenny, to I think to freak him out. The other Bigfoot looks like it's grinning, like it wants to laugh. So it, it's sitting there going, making faces at him. This is just insane. And I'm going to recommend, once again, all of our all of our radio audience listeners to go on our YouTube channel and check out this video and the, this footage, this is just incredible. These photographs that you have of Sasquatch. Did they, you think they pushed the aliens away? Because, I mean, you got the aliens first, and then the Sasquatch were like, hey, get out of here, you thin little star hoppers. Like, right, they were taking turns, it seemed. Um, you know, there's been reports out there of uh, Bigfoot's being on UFOs and. Bigfoots and aliens working together. So this is a 
the perfect area, I guess, for that because we've got so much UFO stuff here and and Bigfoot stuff. So this is where I mirror it. I just reversed, you know, flip the image, and then I put them together so you can kind of get a good idea what the whole face would look like. I try to show the whole process. And down below here that you've got mirrored, is that an alien looking behind it? Or what? I don't, I didn't even notice if that's what you see. I see like two big black eyes or a nose. One of the two. Well, it's possible, but I didn't even notice that. But yeah, you can if you go a little bit farther, uh, it'll show the full face. There you go. Oh. Very rarely am I am I really caught off guard and you know don't know really what to say. Yeah, because the one on the right you could see the whole face, but it was the one on the left you could only see half of it. But like I said, it looks like it's grinning, like they're they're having fun. You know, they didn't have any uh, malintent. They just were like messing with that that youngster because he didn't believe that they were real. I I said that out loud too. I was like, he doesn't think you're real, guys. <laughs> come on down. We'll be here. You're you're welcome to come visit us. Come say what's up. And that guy was looking at me like I was crazy for saying that. You know, as I yelled it into the forest. I think you're crazy for saying it. <laughs> and then I filled in the middle with its own skin. I just, you know, overlapped more of its skin right there. And you can really see that. See, I do the same thing with this guy too next to show that there's no yeah. way of confusing. This is confusing. the this is the alien gray here, the first one that yeah. we saw. It's just that this one's green and has red eyes instead of gray with black eyes. Oh. No. Right? This is just trippy. So for people on radio, uh, what he's done is he's taken the half of the face and then flipped it to make a full face. And it is a alien green guy that looks like a gray where the black eyes would be. It's actually red eyes. You can see the nostrils. You can see the mouth. This is just... And it's definitely not pareidolia. Dude. Right? Are you sure you didn't get taken that night? It's very possible. It's happened before. But usually from the house, but I lined it up there so you could see get a little bit better view. Holy cow. There's one looking at me from behind. That's sometimes I'll put it on selfie mode because I'll see that they're there or hear where they're at. And I'll fill, take pictures from behind me so I can get pictures of them but yeah <laughs> that just scares the daylights out of me right now that just scared i gotta look at this alien again i have to this is just absolutely freaking me out right now and when right. did and when did this happen 2017 the cloudcroft mountains in southern new mexico did you know that you were going to have a an experience there? Like when you go into the forest, whether you're looking for Sasquatch or with extraterrestrials, because I'm going to make the assumption that you already know you are very, very 
connected? Yeah, I, I usually have some sort of interaction every every time. I'd say ninety five percent of the time I go out, I get a, some sort of interaction with with something. Um, if I go out looking for UFOs, I'll see a UFO. Um, if I go out looking for Bigfoots, I'll either get them whistling back and forth to me, or tree knocking back and forth, or they'll be nearby. I can hear them, you know, messing with stuff. Um, but on this day, yeah, like I said, I took this kid out there to uh, prove that they're real, give him, you know, see if he would, uh, what he thought of the evidence. And they started interacting with us uh, earlier with the tree knocking, so I knew they were there, and I know they understand, you know, English. To, you know, because there are people and the, the locals there and, the, you know, the reservation there, they have a, a long history with the Sasquatch. And, uh, yeah, so I, I invited them to come down. And, yeah, well, apparently they came down along with something else that came yeah, down. Sherry, Sherry is asking, uh, Jesus, how large is that mesh area on top of the tent? I would say... It was like a six-man tent, one. Um, the, I would say each, like, triangle section was about two feet long and about maybe a foot wide or tall, whatever you're going to call it. But remember, it's flat. You know, I'm looking up at it, so each triangle section, there's four sections. You know, each it's about like two foot by one foot each triangle, the very little top part, yeah. Because it's a smaller piece of uh, orange material that goes over that, that they have to peel back to look in that one. That just trips me out, and, man. And mind you, their face isn't against the mesh. They're above the mesh. We don't know, half a foot? Because I'm, I couldn't see them. Like I said, right there, that's before I brightened it and, uh, you know, had it sharpened. See, right, see it right there? You can't see them that well because they're kind of back. And just the light off of the flashlight is reflecting enough to pick up any features at all. Like on this Sasquatch, you could see the cheekbones. Yep. You could see the nose. You can see the chin hair. You see teeth and the other eye section. And... Holy cow. See, when I was shoot, you know, taking the images... Um, at my angle, I couldn't see that. Not until I was able to get home and look on the, com you know, on the computer that I even, I was like, holy shit, I got, I got him. Oh crap. And, and I could see what he, what that guy was seeing above his head, you know, freaking out. Now I know why he was freaking out, you know? Uh, yeah, it was pretty wild. No kidding. I mean, what kind of noises were they making on the outside of the tent? The only noises that I heard them do was the sniffing and them touching the tent and them walking around. They didn't make any vocalizations. They weren't growling. I couldn't even hear them. Uh, besides, like I said, when they'd sniff, I couldn't hear them breathing. They were really quiet. And after, you know, I told them to stop look, you know, looking in the tent, um, I just talked to them for the next few hours, telling them what was going on and, you know, watch out for the drones and, you know, 
that kind of stuff. Just Jen wants to know what part of New Mexico is this because I ain't camping there anymore. <laughs> Cloudcroft, New Mexico. Cloudcroft. Yeah. Bailey Canyon. Don't do it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I I'm blown away by this. Really blown away. And once again, to our our, our radio listeners who are lo- listening in on the radio or digitally and you don't have a chance to catch the YouTube feed, go on to this show and and replay it in the archives that we have for free at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio and do yourself a favor and you want to you want to replay these so that way you can see the pictures and the videos for yourself and and that way you can get a good look at them too uh jesus pan jr is our guest tonight on spaced out radio i and jesus i mean when you're going through this most people are going to freak out most people are are going to you know, not going to be as calm. But as you said earlier in the show, you're a former bodyguard, you're a former trainer, you know, you're prepared for very hostile type situations and you know how to keep your blood pressure calm and yourself calm with this. Did you think at all to go outside the tent? I may be brave, but I ain't stupid. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wasn't even thinking that. You know, I was like, uh, the one, one of the important things about what I do uh, with these individuals is that I want to make sure they never feel threatened, ever. Um, like I tell other researchers, I go, honestly, if you want to have an experience with these guys, one, I don't recommend having weapons. I know that sounds crazy, but that and you got to make yourself vulnerable. Simple as that. You got to make it easy for them to sneak up on you and be okay with not getting that on film if you want an experience with them. Mondak is mm-hmm. asking, are there feral hogs in the area? It's a perfect cover for an excuse to go to Cloudcroft. There's a whole bunch. That's a big feeding source. 
Oh yeah, I I I, I talk about that in one of these videos because the people are like, no, that that big of an animal can't live and sustain a a, a a quality meal, you know, ratio versus its body structure and the amount of nutrients and calories it needs every day to eat. It's like, do you know just how bad the feral hog situation is in the United States? Uh, they've got piggy wiggies all day long if they want to eat you know among other animals out there too you know this area you know but yeah we got plenty of deer and elk and cows and yeah let alone those hogs and man they get big I get that, and I can see that, but I mean, you have, I look at this area, you've already explained there's a water source there with a river, there's ditches there, there's farmland there, there's cattle, there, there's cattle, there's there's a lot of uh, roots going uh, and growing in the area, You, if you have feral hogs, rabbits, those type of, of prey type creatures, yep. th there's a big food source there. Oh, yeah. And we got tons of uh, natural sweet onions that grow here, too, and mushrooms. And uh, they also like to tear off bark and uh, eat the inside of the bark, the white part. I get that. I get that. We see that up here, too. In one of the areas where we put a gifting site at about 11, 12 feet high on the tree, you could see where the bark was ripped off, and it looked like they were grabbing the tree sap. Yep. in order to eat the tree sap. And yep. the interesting part about it is we check that tree for porcupine. We check that tree for bear claw marks, cat claw marks, nothing. Just two giant rips out of the bark, probably one's about six inches and one's about seven inches, eight inches, and they're about four or five inches wide each on that tree. And, you know... What else could do that at 10, 12 feet on a tree? Right. And yet they don't play with my toys at the gifting site. <laughs> it's right underneath. That's it. It's right there. Heartbreaking. Right. Heartbreaking. We only have about two minutes or less here to go before we got to go to break at the top of the hour. Jesus Payan Jr. is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. Breaking Bigfoot is his YouTube channel, which we highly suggest that you hit that subscribe button to. How long did this experience of the tent last? Um, it began, I would say, at about one, little after one o'clock and finished at about a little after four. So for yeah. three hours... You couldn't even go outside to take a pee. They had you locked in. I did open the, the zipper a little bit, and I put out two oatmeal cookies just in case they wanted those, but they didn't take them. That is just insane. They didn't like oatmeal cookies. But them and the aliens are standing there staring back at you. Yeah, well, see, I left them in the packages because I wanted to hear them crinkle them, you know? But I think they, they caught on to that. But, what kind know. of noises were they making on the outside? Were they grunting? Were they farting? Were they, you know, just walking around like people would? Just walking, like uh, pacing and walking around the tent. You could hear them walking, the big old... 
You know, that's the thing is that afterwards we went out there, couldn't find no prints. But we did, the only thing that we could see visible evidence of them was where it reached under the tent. And you, I showed you that, you saw that picture. It shows, you know, the, the where it's disturbed. There was no hairs though, either. They uh, are masters of, they don't want you to see prints. You ain't going to see them. But when, I guess they don't care, then you'll find them. You know what I mean? Were there any alien footprints? Nope. Nothing. No UFO marks, nothing. Nothing. Wow. Well, we're going to get you to hold on right there. We're through two hours here on Spaced Out Radio, and we have another hour to go. We got Jesus Payon Jr. on with us for another 30 minutes. Then we're going to get to the SOR Newswire. We're going to get to the Thought of the Dave. Stay tuned. A jam-packed hour number three of Spaced Out Radio is coming up right after this. Do you want to hang out and talk to the people, or do you want to take a break? Sure, talk. Okay, uh, if you go up to uh, the right-hand side of your screen, you'll see a little box that says comments. The chat? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm, on, I'm using my phone right now. Oh, are you? So uh, I clicked on chat. Or All right. should say comments. Okay, now I'm going to go to comments. All right, I can see them Yeah. Now. So if you want to chat, I'm just going to run my dogs outside. I'll be right back, okay? Okay. Put you on the look how beautiful you are when we zoom on in. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, so I can see your guys' comments. There's Eve and Gene Beckett and Contour and Jennifer Huckins and let's see. So this man just hanging out talking to Jesus. That you are. I'm so late. What did I miss? You missed Sasquatch. That was bomber. Um, talk about rough trade, fap. <laughs> All right. Tight, tight, tight. Yep, that's Tuco. What's up, Bomber? Thank you, Sinister Vax. Uh, yeah, like I said, thank you guys. If you, you know, if you sub to my channel, enjoy the videos. It's all what I got to share with you guys, you know? Yep, I got a whole bunch of tattoos. Everyone's got lots of them. I did all my own tattoos. Uh, it was a, a tattoo artist as well. I appreciate that, Cosmic Fleur. Have you been on Dave Schrader's Dark? Yes, I've been on Darkness Radio. Yes, I have. Let's see, what makes you attract the paranormal? I don't know what makes me attract the paranormal. I'm just like a weird shit magnet, sadly. I can't help it. I couldn't get away from it, so it kind of became what I did, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's wild. Let's see here. Yeah, like I said, you guys enjoy the channel. Uh, it's good stuff. Like I said, if you get a chance, go to uh, my playlists, and you'll see interviews and uh, all the other Bigfoot channels that have uh, done stuff on me. Like I said, like Sasquatch Central, Sasquatch Files, NVTV, and all those other things like that. Um, but if you guys are part of uh, any Bigfoot groups, share my, my videos in your Bigfoot groups to get the word out there because, like other people commented, they're like, how the heck could you, haven't I seen this stuff, you know? Buenos noches. Have you ever been tested in a lab? Uh, in what way have I ever been tested? I've had my DNA checked. i got typo negative blood. Buenos noches. 
Let's see here. It's very difficult, especially, you know, when you're wearing, you know, specific shoes. Crocs, you can do it really easy. Uh, remote viewer, uh, I would love to learn how to remote view. I've never done it intentionally. Uh, let's see. Home affairs five years ago. True. What do I think about the little people? They're very small. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're real, too. There's even little Bigfoots. Let's see. Thank you. I appreciate that, Bomber. Knuckles. I see. For PSN abilities, uh, I haven't been tested for psychic abilities, but there's been all kinds of weird stuff I have been able to uh, do. Let's see here. Can I scroll down? Ah, okay. Very true. You have been very secret. That will be resolved. Thank you, Moon. All right. Hey, Sovereign. Well, I need to research it. I'm typing. Hey, very interesting, Robert. You must experience a lot of weird stuff too, then, Mr. Moore. You got a Bigfoot friend that's back up in the woods. That'd be cool if the Bigfoot was my homie. We'd talk to him whenever, but they're very, very uh, elusive and shy. You know. Hopefully, one day I'll be able to sit down and talk to one and ask some questions. A B negative. Yeah, that's super rare. That's super rare. The the tent, like I said, it was about six foot five tall. Uh, pop up tent, six man. I'd say a six man tent. Oh, cool. Also, zero negative blood type. I'm telling you, we're we're a strange group. You know that uh, what's his name? Travis Walton was also type O negative blood from uh, Fire in the Sky. Yeah, Sasquatch has my back. Nice. That's what's up, World Bigfoot Radio. Yes, he does. Have you seen Bigfoot digging the sidewalls of streams to make like a cave? I have not seen that done yet. Kirk Seltzer, Jeremy Jones, what did we meet here? Ever heard of the mall? We used to have a mall here, but it was so small, we called it the hall. Okay. Right, bring on the strangeness. Real talk. Remember, guys, like I said, if you go on my channel, Feel free to leave comments, uh, your thoughts, uh, arguments. But uh, if you have uh, different theories, feel free to, to leave those as well. I'm not that kind of person that's scared of hearing different ideas. Breaking bad line. Uh, that's not very Christian, Tuco. Let's see. Tight, tight, tight. That's always a favorite one. How do you feel about blood, ego? Are we ready to give? How do I feel about blood? Uh, I don't know. It's red, very wet. Crips don't like them. <laughs> All right, any Sasquatch with UFO encounters? Yeah, there's lots of Sasquatch UFO encounters. Uh, there's lots of those out there. That's in one of my videos, I talk about that. Can there be Bigfoot? There are showmen or medicine men. I think that, that in uh, Bigfoot tribes, in the clans, that, yeah, there is specific Bigfoots that are shamans and uh, medicine men. Let me see. Well, so it's past, It's going by real quick. So some of the questions I am missing, I'm going well, scrolling back. I'll, I'll get you to hold on, and I'll ask the rest uh, on the show. Okay. And uh, we'll go from there. And uh, when we get to break at the bottom of the hour, don't hang up. Just kind of sit right through, and I'll uh, I'll say goodnight okay. to you on the other side of the break. No worries. All right, brother. Hold on two seconds here. you like to connect with us head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info now back to dave scott and sor here we go with the third and final hour of spaced out radio tonight my name is dave scott 
Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really do appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. want to remind you that if you've missed most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Just do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Darby's. Darby's is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. For the final time tonight, we introduce a good friend of ours, Jesus Payan Jr. He's from the television series Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, better known as Gonzo on those shows. And in his spare time and in his full time, he loves looking for Sasquatch in New Mexico. And that's why we're proud to have him on this show. Jesus, welcome back, man. Really appreciate it. This is a show that has flown on by. Yes, it has. And thank you for having me, brother. Honored. Not a problem. I've got a bunch of audience questions here for you because we love we love it when the audience is here. End of the line is asking, what do you think about the dog man? Um, the dog man? I think a large part of the dog man sightings is misidentification of Sasquatch. But I do think that there is something out there that's dog-like, that's really big. Um, just from my research into to ancient history and uh, throughout different cultures, dogmen have uh, existed for a long, long time. So even though I haven't seen a dogman per se, um, I'm not ruling, ruling that out just because I haven't seen it myself. It's been too many reports. It's kind of a weird creature, man. Weird creature. Eleven is asking, do you meditate or have some shamanic practice to help you have experiences? Um, I have meditated and done, uh, medicine man's work, you could say, but I've never had to do that to, uh, initiate experiences, uh, at most would be just, uh, staying quiet and thinking real, just thinking about them and sending out mental messages, uh, and if hoping that they can hear them, if not, then I'll just, I just do it out loud, literally call them out loud, you know, speak to them. Mm-hmm. I see your cat has an opinion on that, too. Yep. Oh, Roberto. Yes, he does. <laughs> I think it's absolutely awesome. He's trying to chime on in. It just goes to show the beauty of live radio at, at that point, when the cats are all of a sudden saying, hey, I want to talk about this Sasquatch thing, too. Why aren't you taking me out to go Sasquatch hunting? <laughs> Can you imagine? You know, the silly part about it is, uh, Roberto there, he'd probably go attack them. He probably would. Right. We get eaten by one. <laughs> mm, who knows? House cats, they just, they're tough as nails when it comes to anything big. They really oh, yeah. are. For you, as you continue your research in New Mexico, do you have a certain area that you continue to go to in order to build up that trust with the Sasquatch there? Well, um, Cloudcroft is one of, one of my uh, more frequented uh, research areas, but uh, I have other areas across these mountains 
that I would call their hotspots or their habitats, really. Um, but I want to get as much information and research out of this one area as I can for the next, uh, I guess, for this next year before I concentrate on any other areas. And this is because there's I had so much, you know, in that spot, you know, he said pictures of, of juveniles, pictures of infant, you know, Sasquatch and full grown ones and all the bunches of wood structures and tree structures, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I will switch up. But until then, but since now I'm working with the, the anthropologists, you know, those professors, and they're looking for specific uh, information. I'm trying to stick to those areas uh, just for research reasons for for the papers and whatnot. Okay, so do you think that you have built a trust and faith with this clan or this group, however you want to put it? Because I mean, obviously they are native to that area. They know the area. They know the land. They know where they could go, where they can't go. Do you think that you, they're getting used to you? The sound of your vehicle, the sound of your voice, the way you breathe, how you walk from a distance. Yes, and the odd thing is, though, no matter where I've gone, rather you know, if it's been in different states, different parts of the state, um, they seem to like already know me or recognize me. Um, I do specific whistles whenever I go out. Um, somehow these beings seem to be able to communicate with each other across vast distances somehow. Because um, I get the same reactions everywhere I go. I'll, you know, I get invited by other researchers you know, to go uh, hunting with them. And some of them haven't had anything happen in you know months, years. And I show up and then all of a sudden they're like, holy crap, I've had, never had so much stuff happen before. And it's real odd. It's like they know I'm, they know I'm coming. They've been warned almost. And uh, they respond the same way. It seems every almost every time I've gone out. So it's, it's really odd. They, they seem to know me now. And you know, I introduce myself when I go whatever place I go. I, I I yell out there, "Hey guys, it's me, it's Jesus. I'm here." And I do that whistle, specific whistles and stuff. And yeah, so they'll know it's me. You know. Do you offer anything? Like a lot of people will offer tobacco or sage as burnt offerings. Um, I do corn, apples, and uh, sometimes onions. They don't seem to like the regular onions, but the sweet ones I do. But, uh, yeah, mostly I just do that as a thank you to them. I don't do it regularly. Um, I bring enough for everybody. And so just a few, I'll, I'll bring like 50 pounds of bananas and uh, <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff, you know. And... Uh, my puppy dog trying to get in the scene too, baby bear. Oh, you can show him if you want. You can okay, show. Okay, let's see here. Oh, look at that gorgeous dog. That's baby bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad, give me but, some attention. Give me some attention. All right, but uh, yeah. So the reason why I don't want to, I don't do it like constantly or on a regular basis is I'm not trying to habituate them. I don't want them to make that an expectation every time I go out. Um, I want them to understand that I'm just saying thank you for letting me be there. Thank you for not uh, beating the crap out of me or eating me. Much appreciated. But here's enough food for you and your babies and your whole, you know, your clan to share or one really selfish piggy wiggy Sasquatch. Yeah. Right on. Let's, 
Let's get to a question from uh, Sovereign here. No one has ever witnessed a structure being built from scratch. Do you think these stick structures are being built in a flash, like how a crop circle is made when no one is looking? Um, I've researched crop circles quite extensively, and um, I know what you're talking about. They they just kind of they'll appear poof, or the little light will go over them a couple of times, and bam, you got your crop circle. I don't think they're the same thing. Um, the these structures, they seem to take time, um, almost like like if you're trying to grow a, a bonsai tree, it takes time, you know, growing it that way, because uh, there's so many different ways and pulling them out of the ground, trees with their whole root bills out of the ground. There has been uh, footage, uh, like I said, those people. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, if you go to Thinker Thunker, YouTube is YouTube. He has footage of a, a big, big, Bigfoot ripping out a tree out of the ground, you know, carrying the tree off. So I think it's it's in real time. Uh, they do it when we're not out there, you know. We hear you've been out there and we've heard trees be knocked over. We've heard trees knocking. So who who's to say that they're not building one at that moment? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's let's go over to question from Nicholas here. Have you ever experienced any mind speak with Sasquatch? Well, I it's hard to say, man. Just because is it your own thoughts? Or is it Bigfoot's thoughts? But I would say at most maybe once. One time it's, I, I was preparing to go out uh, on a Bigfoot hunt with Robert uh, Kreider. Um, it was about four hours away, though. And there was a Sasquatch that came by my property and was looking over some mesquite bushes. My dog was freaking out. And... Uh, yeah, I lived at the bottom of the mountains, you know, in the desert. So it was really odd that it came all the way out there. Um, but they had come out there before. I had thrown a rocket when it chased me and my friend to our house. But uh, that's another story. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I heard the words in my mind. 
didn't sound like my my inner monologue and said we know you're coming and right after i heard that robert Kreider called me and he had a parabolic gist set up he was like dude oh my god dude i'm hearing they're freaking out right now they're howling and they're all making all kinds of calls i haven't heard anything like this in like over a month they're ex it sounds like they're excited about something so that would be the one time that i would officially say that i got mind speaked but I don't, like I said, I don't rule that out that that's a, you know, that they do that. That's why when I go places, I'll verbally say I'm here and I'll also think it, or if you want to call it, much speak it, or if you want to call it mental telepathy. It's up to the individual and how you look at it. Either way, it's still an interesting insight to what is going on or the possibility of what could be going on because I, you know it's the same thing with a lot of people whether it's talking to, with spirit talking with aliens or channeling aliens or anything we're, how, there's always that skepticism that is it your own imagination making it up or are you actually hearing the voices a lot of people can't tell until the next day when they feel the yeah. side effects of it when you almost get this hangover type feeling yeah yeah, it seems to be a popular way of communication with all these other, uh, you know, uh, phenomenons. So why not? You know, because they, they seem to be all from the same realm at, at some point. Have you ever um, tried to audio record them? Just audio? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, anytime I go out and film, I'm recording audio, you know? Um, on that one uh, Tule Creek Bigfoot documentary, the very first one at the very, very bottom of the list of my videos, um, that's the second upload of it, mind you. I have in the description the original upload that's not uh, sound enhanced, but that, that's where they're whistling back and forth with me. But at one point, I, I didn't, me and my nephew didn't hear it out loud because uh, there was water going by and I was talking, me and him were in the middle of talking and I was describing the... Uh, the structure that we had found and I said and here is their structure and it says bush like it's correcting me calling it a bush so on the on the one that you see not in the description I enhanced the sound so it's really loud when you hear the word bush so it sounds like it's right there next to me but it wasn't right there next to me we didn't hear it until we got home and we're going over the video that was the first time I ever like recorded a video as a documentary uh, <laughs> at all with my nephew. And then uh, more recently, uh, it's under Breaking Branches, it's a more recent video. Um, it looks, we hear a, a, one of the viewers pointed it out. Again, I didn't hear it myself, but it's on audio and you hear a deep voice say, Ikta. You know what I mean? So I've gotten different things on audio, them speaking, them whistling, them knocking, them, you know, so I've got a little bit of everything. Let's go to B. Hoff's question. Do you think Bigfoot can shapeshift into trees? I would say more tree stumps. They're really good at looking like tree stumps. Um, now, shapeshifting into a tree, I don't think so. But there might be a Sasquatch out there that wants to say, oh, yeah, yes, we can. I don't know. But I think that they, it'd be more likely they would uh, pull the predator thing and stand in front of a tree and just kind of go transparent 
I guess you could say. But I don't think they turn into trees. Like I said, they do like to they'll squat really quickly and get down and they look just like a stump, a big tree stump. Scientist Dr. Bruce Maccabee, who's very involved the last 50 plus years in ufology and ET contact, his wife had an encounter with one of those predator type of whatever it was. Maybe it was Bigfoot, maybe it was extraterrestrial. We don't know. She was sitting in a deer stand hunting and this thing started jumping into the trees right beside her and it and she ended up getting footage of that as well. Have you seen that from the missing four one one hunters? Yeah, I've seen that. I'm friends with Bruce, um actually. So Nice yeah. man. Nice man. Oh, very, very nice man. He was just on the show last week. Nice. He wrote a, a good script about a Tesla that I hope one day we, we get to make a, into a, a film. That'd be really cool. But yeah, no, like I said, the, the predator thing. Um, if anybody's familiar with Colorado Bigfoot's channel, um, there's people that hate it, people that love it, because, uh, like I said, this, ver this group of Bigfooters, don't think they can talk. This group of Bigfooters don't think they can do the predator thing. But a lot of his uh, his viewers and uh, his work is in them doing that, you know, camouflaging and doing that predator stuff. But yeah, so there's just like I said, there's so much uh, that we don't know, you know. But if you look into the Native American history of Sasquatch, that's one of his abilities. Very true. Casual conversation with GNA is asking, is there different types of Bigfoot? And if so, are some more aggressive than others? I would say definitely. Most definitely. Um, see, there's, since Bigfoot's a human hybrid, um, some Bigfoots have bred with humans. Some haven't. As, you know, so you've got the purebreds, you could say, and then you've got these other ones that are more human-like have less hair, have human faces versus the more ape-like face. You've got, like uh, Dave mentioned earlier, the ones out in Oklahoma and the skunk ape and all those out there, they seem to be way less friendly. You know, and they, they there's groups of Bigfoots that just hate humans, can't stand us for whatever reason. And uh, then you've got the other ones that seem to be like Harry and Henderson hippie types that love humans. It's it's pretty wild. You know, it's like that. Uh, I've said it before, but that movie, um, The Blair Witch Project, I think that that story is really about a Sasquatch, a female Sasquatch that's lost their, her kids and uh, her husband to hunters on that mountain. And that's why she makes all those little wood, pick, you know, wood structures and little, I think those are her children she's making that she's putting everywhere, the little wood, the wood people, and throwing rocks at tents and terrorizing anybody that goes up on that mountain. And then that same director later made uh, Exists, that Bigfoot movie, later. By the way, uh, Lorian Fenton, I don't know if you know who she is. Uh, she's a very good friend and a mentor of mine in this field. And she's listening in and she's like, would you like to speak at UFOCon 2022 in San Francisco in uh, February or March? I would love to. See what I what I could do here, you know. I got a little pull here. That. Yeah, well, that's the, I'm, I am trying to get on the uh, on the uh, you know circuit of speaking because, like I said, I have my own 
tons of UFO footage as well and yeah. Bigfoot stuff. Well, so there's like so much to, to share and talk about. We'll talk about that off the air at the bottom of the hours. We have about four minutes to go here with Jesus Payan Jr. You may know him as Gonzo from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I, I want to fit in two more questions here quickly, if you don't mind. Eleven is asking, have you ever had any ghost experiences with Bigfoot? No. Not that I know of. Could happen, though. Oh, yeah. Why not? Why? Bigfoot's going to have ghosts. What if there's a Bigfoot ghost? Maybe that's what you caught already and you don't even know. Mm-hmm. See? You never know. All right. I keep it open. And Sovereign is asking, Jesus, have you ever had rocks or branches thrown at you, and did you take that as a warning sign to leave? Rocks, yes, little tiny pebbles. Uh, sign to leave, no. I've had one of them throw a big rock. Well, not big rock, but, you know, like, about that big. Uh, throw it really hard at a tree above me, broke the branch, and the big branch fell on my truck. Um. I think it was more of a see you later, keep on trucking. Uh, but uh, that night before, they threw a rock at Robert Kreider's crotch. Uh, and it, that, that's on video. He got hit in the, in the crotch with a rock. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so, yeah, they, they weren't too fond of him. But my experience with him that night, they, I was, that was the one that was in front of me. We were walking back and forth, mimicking each other and tapping noises. And, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Eulalio is asking, have you ever snuck up on one Bigfoot and thrown a rock at him and hit him on the back? No, I haven't snuck up on one, but I did throw a rock at one uh, on my property. That's on my videos. That's another one of my stories. Uh, me and a friend were out in the middle of the desert one night looking for UFOs, and uh, a Bigfoot, I think it was a juvenile, uh, walked up on the gravel road in front of us about 20 feet. And uh, long story short, because we don't have much time, I ended up throwing a rock at it because I didn't know what it was, and we were getting scared that it, whatever it was was going to attack us, and then it chased us to my uh, house. We went inside you know, the house really quickly, and it tackled the, the deck, the, uh, the back deck. Come on, this would have been like, you know, WrestleMania three, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Yep. I, I, that's pay-per-view stuff right there, buddy. Pay-per-view that stuff. Wild. That was crazy. I bet. We got about 90 seconds here. Uh, I know it's it's really, really cool to have you back on the show after three years, man. I can promise you right now, that's not going to happen again. It's not. And I love you, man, and thank you for remembering us and uh, being so gracious and uh, quickly hopping on and saying, damn, yeah, you're coming back on the show. I really do appreciate that. Well, I appreciate it, too. Jesus loves you back. And uh, anytime you want to have me on, man, I've got lots to say and plenty of experiences to share. Maybe Bigfoot, UFOs, or ghosts. You, you let me know which topic you want. And thank you to our listeners who've already subscribed to your YouTube channel, Breaking Bigfoot. Let everybody know where they can find what they can find on your YouTube channel, Breaking Bigfoot, if they subscribe. If you subscribe on to Breaking Bigfoot, you will hear uh, all my you know experiences. You will see my evidence. Uh, my theories. Uh, I do breakdowns on other videos that uh, you know I think are cool or possibly hoaxes. Mm-hmm. But I try not to concentrate on those guys. But I got a little bit of everything on my channel, uh, so it's, it's 
not just entertaining to watch. It's something that you can share with the family. I try to keep it always uh, PG, uh, no cussing. And uh, so the whole family can watch if you want to, you know, just pop it on and enjoy an evening of Bigfooting. Absolutely. And, and Jesus, thank you so much once again for coming on Spaced Out Radio. Really do appreciate that. Breaking Bigfoot is his YouTube channel. Go hit that subscribe button after the show. It's a beautiful channel from a beautiful guy. Coming up next, we have the SOR Newswire and the Thought of the Day. Stay tuned. Spaced Out Radio continues right after this. Can you pass me on uh, Facebook Messenger your phone number and your email that I can send to Lorian? Sure. Yeah, she she's uh, pretty excited, and then you two can talk, and uh, she'll probably want to get you on her show, and I don't blame her. And um, we kind of go from there. And awesome, hey, A four sixteen, how you doing? And but if you could uh, quickly do that because she she's all excited now. She's all excited. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and, and hopefully, hopefully you guys can uh, can do that, man. Because um, because I'll be speaking down there too, so we could hang out. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'd man. Very cool. Yeah. Whoa! What do I do? Can you see me still? Uh, you're you're kind of frozen, but that's okay. Two, four. That is a gorgeous necklace you got on. I've wanted to ask you about that all night. That's turquoise, and what's the red? Uh, Jasper. Oh, that is gorgeous. Yeah, made made it myself. Is that a Thunderbird? Yep. Very cool. Okay, there's my phone number. All right. And my email address is pretty easy. It's Breaking Bigfoot Crew at mail.com. Breaking Bigfoot Crew at mail.com. Yep. And it's, uh, I put that on every one of my videos in the description. So anybody can email me with, you know, their experiences and stuff like that. Wonderful. And it's not Gmail, it's just straight mail, right? Yep. Mail.com. Breaking Bigfoot, breaking Bigfoot crew at mail.com. Perfect, buddy. I appreciate that. And so I think uh, Lori and Fentanyl will get a hold of you here in the next little bit. And uh, um, she uh, she takes good care of people. So um, yeah, let's get you let's get you in the door because that'll usually uh, her conferences lead to other conferences quite quickly. That would be awesome, man. That yeah, really man. Would. Yeah. Thank you so much, brother. All right, my friend. You take care. Much love, okay? You got my number. I do. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. You too. Jesus, pay on, everybody. How awesome is he? Right? How awesome is he? Seriously. Who thinks we should have him back on? Show of hands. Mm-hmm. Bad Bigfoot. Oh my god. Bad Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Fantastic. I promise you guys. Um, you know, sometimes I get caught up on this show 
with uh, with the booking and and everything. Hi, gorgeous Bobby Younce. How are you? Rapala King, how are you? Welcome to our chat room. Appreciate you coming on in. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And I, um, I'll tell you, I forgot how good he was. I know he, like him and I are, good, are friends and everything, but I forgot uh, how good of a dude he was and how great of a speaker and how eloquent he is in describing his stories and his experiences. And, you know, this was also a first for us where I've been able to actually, uh, during the interview, show you guys some Bigfoot footage like that. So I, I'm really excited because I'm still learning this new system. I know we've been on it for about six weeks, eight weeks now, but I'm still kind of uh, learning it. Excuse me. And, um, but I'm really cool getting confident with it. And I think that was really cool how we were able to throw the video in there of that, of that Sasquatch. And then those photos of the aliens in there, like that was pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah, this was a, what a great show. What a great show with a great guy. Damn you, Vin. Damn you. So there was a big, big article in the province newspaper, which is our big newspaper today. I forgot to pick it up. I only saw the headline. But it was uh, uh, about the border opening up. And, and I'll tell you, I think there's a lot of pressure coming on the border to, to, uh, um, Rounded third, we're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Really do appreciate earning your listening ears. Want to remind you that if you missed most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Just do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is is spacedoutradio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter, at Spaced Out Radio, and on Instagram, at Spaced Out Radio Show. Speaking of the news... The news is always changing, which is why we bring you the SOR Newswire at the back end of every show where we get to the weird, the strange, the wacky, and sometimes the UFOlogical. All of a sudden, serious people are starting to take UFOs seriously. 
There's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't exactly know what they are and we can't explain how they moved their trajectory, said former President Barack Obama way back when he was on James Corden's show on CBS. Many Congress are curious, too. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And of course, this is the big month, and we're just, you know, a few days away before we will receive a report originating from a Pentagon task force detailing its investigations into unidentified aerial phenomena, the Pentagon Office of the Inspector General is also evaluating the government's approach to UAPs with an eye to strengthening its monitoring and response. The highest levels of the American government are very, very interested in what's up there in the sky. Yes, the stigma that appears to be fading is that this is all crap. This is all science fiction. That this is all just tinfoil theory. In 1996, Gallup found that only 47% of Americans thought that people reporting UFO sightings were seeing something real and not imagining it. Now, fast forward to 2019, same poll again, and the majority, 56%, thought UFO observations were actually real. Interestingly, the share of Americans saying the government knows more about UFOs than it's telling us fell very slightly from 1996 to 2019. That may reflect the fact that the government has confirmed the reality of some of the most promising and prominent UFO videos. In fact, in a somewhat surprising development that helped kickstart the current round of UFO fascination, the government confirmed the authenticity of two videos featured in the New York Times story, which we already know about, and a third one leaked a few months later. Yeah, we still don't fully know the impact of these videos and what they depict, and at the risk of disappointing some people, you know, can we call them aircraft? Can we call them UFOs? Can we call them UAP? Or not some sort of hidden technology here on planet Earth? Yes, the resurgence in the interest of UFOs, the prefer or UAP, the uh, preferred term in the Defense Department, can generally be credited to three specific uh, videos. Of course, the Go Fast, the Gimbal, and the Tic Tac. 
Of course, this does not include the incidents that also happened in 2014 and 2019. Moving forward, where is this going to go? It all leads up to June 25th. Are you excited about it? I know I am. Are we going to get anything that's going to keep that excitement, though? That's the million-dollar question. We do not know at this time. We can only speculate. Apparently, the meetings are starting at the Pentagon. They've been going on for a couple of days, and they are expected to continue until the report comes out. One thing is for certain, though, from the reports we are hearing, you would not be expected to see anything that is of historic prior to 2004. This is allegedly confirmed by Luis Elizondo. They want to keep this current for right now. In that sweet spot where forestry meets technology, a Toronto-based startup called Flash Forest is employing aerial drones to plant trees 10 times quicker than a single worker planting with shovels with a goal of planting a full 1 billion trees by 2028. This is actually kind of awesome. It really is. The company modifies drones to fire rapidly germinating tree seeds into the soil, combining technology software and ecological science to outperform traditional tree planting efforts at a time when accelerated global reforestation is much needed. Moreover, this technology does its job at a fraction of the cost and is 80% cheaper than traditional tree planting methods. The heavy lift drones are outfitted with a pneumatic firing system which allows them to place the planting pods at the optimal depth into the soil. This allows the team to get into trickier areas where human planters wouldn't be able to enter. Each tree pod is handcrafted, containing at least three pre-germinated seeds and some other ingredients loved by plants which are kept secret by the team. The process of planting the trees starts with the startup deploying mapping drones to assess the area, and then once the ideal plants places to plant are found based on the soil and existing plants are identified using software, a swarm of drones begins to hover in the area, dropping seed pods, uh, seed pods with precision. The pneumatic firing device comes in handy in steep terrain or mangrove forests, enabling the drones to propel seeds deeper into the soil. After planting, the team then tracks the process and deploys a spraying drone to give nutrients to the seedlings, and other drone is used to help keep an eye on the process of the plant's growth. Furthermore, seeds are then sprouted before planting, resulting in more effective growth and a robust root system. After the prototype devices were tested, the startup already planted trees throughout Ontario. The company wanted to bring the cost down to as cheap as 50 cents per pod. As of 2020, Flash Forest Technology can plant 10,000 to 20,000 seed pods each day, according to Fast Company, one day a pair of pilots will be able to plant 100,000 trees daily. This is not the only instance of technology being used to look out for our forests. If you visited the uh, one uh, tribe section in the Amazon in Brazil, you'll notice a surprising tool used to keep an eye on deforestation. Yeah, drones. They're reporting poachers of trees. German police have appealed Friday for information 
about the possible owners of two 17th century paintings that were discovered in a highway rest stop dumpster. Police say a 64-year-old man found the oil paintings at a rest stop near Orenbach in central Germany last month. He later handed them into police in the western city of Cologne. An initial assessment by an art expert concluded the two framed paintings were originals. One is a self-portrait by Pietro Bellotti, showing, showing the Italian artist smiling and dating it to 1665. The other is a portrait of a boy by the 17th century Dutch artist Samuel van Hugenstraten. The date is unknown, but these paintings were not given a value. They're holding on to it until they can find if the original owner will come through. All right. Scary one here. An experienced motorcycle stunt rider has been killed in Washington State as he practiced for an attempt at a world record jump. Alex Harville crashed into a dirt berm during a warm-up jump at the Moses Lake Air Show on Thursday. The 28-year-old was thrown from his bike and taken to hospital where he later passed away. In a statement, the Grant County Sheriff's Department, Tom Jones, said an autopsy would be performed. Our deepest sympathies go out to Alex's family, friends, and loved ones. Video of the crash posted on YouTube was taken down Friday, although the images remain on several local news stations' website. The sites for the weekend air show at Grant County International Airport was still advertising the record jump. Harville was married with two young sons. He already had a Guinness World Record for a dirt-to-dirt category, having jumped 297.6 feet back in 2013. At the Washington event, he was riding a Suzuki 450 as he attempted to better rival Robbie Madison's 2008 world record in the ramp-to-distance category of 351 feet. Harville was born in California and lived in Ephrata, Washington, adjacent to Moses Lake with his wife Jessica and their sons. A GoFundMe appeal on the rider's website said Harville was the family's sole provider through motorcycle stunts and a farming job. The site had raised up to $42,000 at the time of this show. In an interview in the Columbia Basin Herald last month, Harville said he grew up watching the motorcycle daredevil Evil Knievel and shared his idol's legacy of pushing the limits. One of Harville's final Instagram posts, three days before his death, featured a photograph of his green and yellow motorcycle in front of the ramp with the words, I'm getting excited to send this thing. Yes, well, sent himself somewhere else. Godspeed, man. Jillian Cannon orders packages from her small businesses all the time. However, on June 5th, she started receiving Amazon packages at her doorstep that she didn't order. Lots of packages, some on pallets, some dropped off by huge delivery trucks. Over 100 packages later, Cannon of Buffalo, New York, was inundated with thousands of items she did not order or want. She initially thought the boxes were supplies her business partner ordered, but after opening some of them, she found they contained thousands of silicone support frames to use inside face masks in both adult and children's sizes. When I first started receiving the packages, I called Amazon to try and give them back, but they explained to me that they were officially mine to keep since they had been delivered to my home. Days went by and the parcels wouldn't stop coming. Some came from Amazon warehouse trucks, Others, from UPS and the U.S. Postal Service, 
Each package was addressed to Cannon's home, but no sender or return address was marked on the label. At one point, Cannon was speaking with Amazon representatives daily to try and determine what was happening, searching tracking records and scanning barcodes to find the person responsible. At first, I was convinced that it was a scam, or maybe someone tried to clearing out their warehouse, but because all of the items were the same, I don't think that's the case here. Meantime, packages continued to arrive, some showing up on pallets and huge delivery trucks, others piled up so high that the neighbor remarked that she couldn't see Cannon's front door. Good privacy measures now. Anyways, Cannon posted about the situation on her Facebook page, earning the attention of her community and local media. Finally, Amazon agreed to escalate the case, and Cannon eventually received a call that it had successfully tracked down the original order and removed her address from it, assuring her that she would not receive any more packages except for those already in transit. Stuck with hundreds of packages containing thousands of face mask brackets, Cannon consulted her four children on how they could use the items to make it something useful. Inspired by her business, which focuses on do-it-yourself style projects, the Cannon family and her business partner came up with a fun idea that would ensure their newly inherited inventory would not go to waste. We were just like, how can we get something positive out of this whole hilarious story? So her business partner and Cannon reached out to the children's hospitals and we decided we wanted to do a decorate your own face mask, including the bracket in the little kit with a blank face mask and some crayons and stickers that kids can work on while they're in the hospital. That is awesome. Cannon also asked Amazon to donate the remaining supplies needed for the kit. In light of all that happened, she said it was at least they could do. Amazon initially denied their request, but Cannon said she is still negotiating with representatives and awaiting a final response. Amazon, of course, cannot be reached for comment. I'm trying to put it out on a positive spin, Cannon said. I have four little kids, and I'm trying to show them how to make lemonade out of lemons and just kind of run with it. That's a good story. You know what? As a kid, I was in Children's Hospital, and we got to do a bunch of crafts when I was in there, all right? And watching anything get donated to Children's Hospital and seeing and the kids light up their faces when they're in a bad and tough situation, I love it. I absolutely love it. Good for her for doing that. A New Hampshire homeowner's security camera recorded something odd. What did it record? How about a bear wandering up to the car, parked in the driveway, opening the door, and then going inside this attempted animal auto thief showed the footage of the bear just kind of casually doing it like it's done it before it was recorded outside the home in thornton new hampshire showing the bear opening the car door going inside in an apparent search for food probably some taco bell leftovers Thornton Police Department said there have been multiple reports in recent days of a bear opening doors of parked cars and rummaging around inside for food and trash. Please remember to remove food items from your vehicles and do not leave your trash bags outside or in your trunks or truck beds, the department said on their Facebook post. Look, people, you're going to get this bear killed. All right, it's getting used to human food. You're going to get this bear killed. And it's not really the bear's fault. Do yourself a favor, you know, seal up your garbage cans. A visitor to Boston's New England Aquarium was allowed to enter the facility for free using a ticket that was issued in 1983. 
Rachel Carl, who is in Boston attending college, said her great aunt gifted her two New England Aquarium tickets that had been in her wallet for nearly four decades. The tickets were issued in 83, were known as late gate tickets, and were issued to guests who arrived too late in the day to get the full aquarium experience and promised a free makeup visit. The aquarium stopped issuing these tickets about 25 years ago, but Carl visited the facility June 11th and staff agreed to honor the ticket she presented. I walked up to the ticket office and explained the story of the ticket, she said. They took the ticket, they took a look, they laughed and said, well, it says come back anytime, there's no expiration date. Carl said she did not expect the aquarium to honor the 38-year-old ticket. I didn't know what to expect. I promised my great-aunt Kit I would try. Whether they honored it or not, she said, I would have been glad just to see the story through. We're glad that they honored it. Carl said aquarium staff told her they were considering hanging the ticket on the wall as a keepsake. She says she plans to do the same with the other ticket her aunt gave her. Admission to the aquarium is currently priced at $32 for an adult. And finally tonight... We can't end without a Florida man story. But this is the reason, people, that I tell you to stay out of the ocean. Only bad things happen when us humans enter salt water. Nothing good comes of that. Sure, there might be days of fun, okay, hanging out with some porpoises, doing a little kayaking, surfing, Maybe some boating, yachting for those who speak with an underbite. Yes, yes, let's go on the lot, yacht, lobby. All right, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, I do. All right, a shark bit a Florida man who was swimming near a fishing line 40 yards from shore. That's not that far. Yep. Apparently, the man had visible wounds to his upper body and chest and was taken to local hospital where he is expected to recover. Firefighters said the shark was apparently heading for the fishing line that was out there, possibly mistook the man for bait. Of course it did. Yeah, the fire district flew two double red flags, warning other swimmers in the area that there was sharks in there, believed to be between seven and eight feet in length. You know what those sharks do? They eat people. They do. Stay out of the water. Stay away from the sharks. It's their area. Let's just let them have their area. They're allowed some area too. Thought of the day happens every night at this time. Where we ask a question on our Facebook and Twitter pages, then read your responses on the air because, you know, around here, we love the audience participation. We really do. Today's thought of the day is as follows. Tell me a great woo story of your experiences. Start with Nick. I'm an amateur astronomer. Nine years ago, with my telescope out and laser pointers pointing to M87, a spiral galaxy, a big slow-moving object came across in the sky at maybe 25 miles an hour, blocked the laser pointers so the green beam hit the object, my first and only experience. Carl. Old house, didn't have a fence at the time, so I would have to let my dog outside the front 
all of a sudden, everything got quiet. And then I look to my right. I see a tall, skinny shadow figure walk across the street. Me and my dog froze, couldn't move. So scary. And then it disappeared. Cherry Pepsi Mike. Me and my wife were walking down the street in Pittsburgh Flats when we walked past this old woman oddly standing in the doorway of an abandoned shop. She looked out of place and told my wife that she had a beautiful smile. When we turned around a few seconds later, the woman was gone. She vanished. See, that's creepy. That is creepy. Lori. I can't be a lifelong experiencer of the woo for many, many years. Uh, a paragraph couldn't cover it, Dave Scott. And the woo train still runs down the track, ending where? Who knows? Dave, at my grandmother's house my, with my dad, 11 years old at the time. I am bored. Go upstairs, walk into the bedroom. A lady wearing a black dress, pearls, and black shoes was in there. She scolds me for being in there and escorts me out. I am in the hallway, puzzled. I go back in the room to ask who she is and what she is doing there. She scolds me and pushes me out of the room again. I go downstairs, ask my dad and grandmother who that was. My grandmother says, no one is up there. I describe her, then the mouth drops open, and they tell me to stay with them. Years later, I find out it was my great-grandmother who had died several years earlier. The dress was her funeral dress. Well, there's nothing creepy about that. Thank you to everybody participating in the Thought of the Dave. We'll do it all again next time. Big thank you, Captain Shirk for the SOR Newswire, and Jesus Payan Jr. from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul talking Bigfoot and aliens. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight on YouTube, LGAP, Twitch, Revolution Radio, Spreaker, Facebook, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag SpacedOutRadio. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.